Hello, and welcome to episode 105 of Flicks in a Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo, with me forever and always. The man, the myth, we like his yabos. In fact, we love him. <laughs> Alessandro Wales. <laughs> Say hello, Al. This episode might elevate, elevate from Flicks in a Six to Flicks and a Whisk for me tonight. Nice, nice. Also joining us for this Halloween spectacular, Ryan Papa Bruins Rooney. It's so played out and bad, you can't even get through it anymore. Um, <laughs> you could have just called them Big Bruins. I could do that, but he's going to be on more shows, and I have to say different things each time. Did I say Papa Bruins already? Oh, yeah. I did? Oh, I think sucks. I've been on three shows. I want to say you said it on three shows. Shit. Wait, you've been on three? Right. I thought you've only been on the uh, Avengers with us. Yeah, there was one more I did. At least one more. Yeah. Oh, was like, I think there were two more. Anyway. On this week's episode, gaming, Star Wars, cancellations, and other news and nuggets, all before diving into our flick of the week, Hocus Pocus. But first, Al, what are we drinking? Uh, we Aladdin. are... Aladdin. That was the episode. What's what that? was it? Aladdin. Aladdin. Oh, I, I, I completely <laughs> forgot about that. What um, here? We are drinking Proclamation Ale Company's Derivative Vic Secret, which I'm just realizing now I cannot read in the relative darkness of my basement. A light. Derivative is a single <laughs> Derivative is a single hopped pale ale. There's a bunch of ovine creatures on the front of it. And a unicorn. Shet- they're Shetland ponies. I felt comfortable saying ovine creature. Just, um, you'll get there. This, <laughs> this beer is a unique snowflake. A unicorn on a farm of Shetland ponies. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going to let my dogs bark their, to their heart's content for no apparent reason at 9.15 at night. Nice. Sorry, I thought they were done. You can usually tell the cadence of their barks. A complete original that we at Proclamation Ale Company came up with entirely by ourselves. By our own creative volition, without any outside inspiration whatsoever. Wow, check this out. We got this awesome idea to take barley, soak it in water, ferment it with yeast, and then throw it in a throw in a ton of sexy nouveau hops. Note, we named the hops Vic Secret when we invented them. Nothing like this has ever been done before. Enjoy this beer, because you will never drink another one like this again, ever. Drink fresh, unfiltered, and may contain sediment. Contents under pressure. Aren't we all? Uh, <laughs> nice. Good cheers. finish. Let's give this a sucker a taste. Cheers. I'm drinking mine out of my very... Uh, I can actually cheers Brian this time, instead of clanking the microphone. Nice. Uh, I usually, if we do one with a bottle, I try and clink the glass against the bottle. This time I have a plastic pink frosty mug. Nice. Because I did not have time to put this beer in the refrigerator. It really is a miracle that this beer even exists right now for me to drink. <laughs> this is tasty. I like this one a lot. This was a very random purchase. I went out. Um, I don't know what. I, I, I really wanted a chicken parm hero. Don't, I'll get there. Don't worry. <laughs> I really wanted a chicken parm hero. And I had it for dinner one night. And I also wanted to have a beer. I went down to the, into this mini fridge over here. Which is now filled. Uh, on account of leftover pumpkin beer from our very successful pumpkin beer tasting. Also, me bringing you a care package the other you day. You did bring a care package. The problem was, the only beer that was left in the in the fridge at the time were show beers, which I couldn't tap into. Uh, some random crap from like a a barbecue this summer that I probably... It, it's probably... Probably skunk. It's probably dumb. Uh, so I went out and this was like... I was in the store for probably 20 minutes. I was like, there's got to be at least one thing here that I want to try. And nothing was sounding good. And then I saw this and I saw all the little ponies and the tiny unicorn. And I was like, I'm going to get that. And honestly, delicious. I really like this a lot. I'm, I'm very curious how you feel about it. Because you're not... You're not a fan of IPAs. We're not sure if you're a fan of 
PAs. It's the <laughs> same thing without the I, as we just said before. What do you have against Pennsylvania, Brian? <laughs> this tastes like every other IPA or PA. Oh, Pale Owls. I got it now. Yeah, there you go. It, it, they all taste the same. I'm just glad that I have this slightly pink beer, as you referred to it earlier, in a hot pink uh, frosty mugs. So. It's almost as if you planned it. Yeah, uh, I kind of did, despite the fact that I immediately forgot about you saying the whole pink thing. I just took your word for it that that was the beer that we should go with. So I planted that in your head. And then when you went to grab the glass, that's the one that felt right. Well, the one I usually go with is my green one, but it had been freshly washed, so it that's was not, not frosty. This is this is pink. No, the green ones. Oh, no, it's definitely not. Um, <laughs> Clearly, so <laughs> Um What are your thoughts, Al? Uh, it's pretty tasty. Um... It definitely is a single hopped ale. I like it, but I don't know. I, I think I was expecting something more hmm. than, than just what every IPA tastes like. No, 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 no. This is very tame by, by PA standards. Um, yeah. I guess it, it is a true PA, not one of those ones that kind of walks the border between PA and IPA. Right. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm actually not a huge fan of single hop variety beers i typically like at least two hops in my beer what about three yeah i mean like two or more <laughs> what if you drew, what if you drew a hard line at the, no, no. no swill <laughs> i am that is the goldilocks situation of hops and beers one is not enough three is just entirely too many two just right it's like seven minute abs i <laughs> <laughs> or six minute abs whatever it was so the, uh, what I this is the exact color of my favorite beer. This is part of the reason cloudy when I and... when I cloudy and semi orange juice. <laughs> uh, and as I poured it, I was like nailed it because you never really know what you're buying <laughs> until you pour it. And uh, I'm I'm a fan. Um, would, would get this again, but they claim on the can that I'm not going to be able to have it again. That's true. Which is it's false a unicorn because I um, wrong. I, I would say that the <laughs> bitterness is not really in balance with the maltiness. It's Got kind of a bitter aftertaste that sits on the palate. Part of that's because I'm probably drinking this a lot warmer than you guys are. Yeah. Because as yeah. much as it's in a frosty mug, it's a pint and it's it's losing it'll the battle. It warmed the glass. <laughs> yeah, the ice is losing the battle in this situation, despite the fact that it was very well frozen when I took it out. Uh, let's kick off with some news and nuggets, shall we? Okay. Uh, since we have Brian here, we're going to do a little bit of game chat. Okay. We do some game chats and Brian's here. Would you say I, that we're doing a preview of Apple Arcade and such? No idea what he just said. Are right, we doing a preview of Apple Arcade? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't um, that what he said earlier today? Something along those lines. Yeah, you just got all robotic on me. Oh, sorry. Um, it's all good. good. Well, I'll let you kick it off then. It's a lot better than I ever could have thought. I, I'm still surprised by it every time I open up a game. And the problem is there's too many that I want to play, mm. and I'm in the middle of too many, and I'm having a hard time finishing something because they're all too stop. What well, are you in the middle let, of now? Let's just say this for one second before we continue. For anyone who listens to us frequently but doesn't read our site, of which I'm sure there are many of you, um, Brian has been reviewing mobile games, specifically reviewing mobile games from Apple Arcade, for weeks now. Uh, like a mm. madman, and we have like, goals to get through the ball. We have he has like, a very unrealistic goal that he's not going to be able to catch up to as they continue to release games. <laughs> well, like we, we, he's already done like ten of them, and we have six in the hopper that are ready to go as well. Which is like, here's the question though: How did you play six games through, like, with all the other stuff that you do? <laughs> There's a lot of downtime at work. <laughs> 
Well, it's the same situation that I've run into where I tell you, like, I'm on, like, a new show. Like, oh, I knocked out this six seasons of this. Like, that ten seasons of that. I have a lot of downtime at work, too, where I watch. During his downtime, he plays. No, because Brian also watches the Grandma shows. (laughs) I mean, not as much. But I I don't watch shows at work. I watch shows at home. I play my games at work. Got it. Uh, (laughs) This makes sense. Like, not to get into, like, you know, a lot of detail of, of work, but... I'll do something that will take, like, an hour. And then I'll have, like, two hours after of running different tests and just standing there and making sure whatever I did works. Oh, uh, okay. So, pop some headphones Compile on and play time. some games. <laughs> yeah. Diagnostics and compilation, those are, those are good times to do gaming. So, we're, like, reverse, because I play my games at home and I watch a lot of my TV while I'm at work. Right. And he's, like, vice versa. So, anyway, if you haven't had a chance to check out our site lately... He's put out a whole bunch of different reviews on mobile games, specifically a lot of them on Apple Arcade games. With more, there's another one, actually it's not, it's not an Apple Arcade, but we'll have another one coming out today, or tomorrow, Thursday? I forget what day it is. That'd be Shut-Eye, which is a um, first-person horror game played from the perspective of a small child. Oh. Um, it's an interesting idea. You're in your room, and it's the middle of the night, everything scares you, so toys seem evil and they're coming after you like shadows are all over it it's it, it is creepy it looks creepy i will say that based on some of the screenshots you included which i commented on i don't know if you got a chance to look at the captions yet i didn't but see those yet there are i think they took some liberties with some of those toys that i don't the think toy are story thing yeah i don't think they're public domain those toys <laughs> <laughs> did you take a look at this not yet, but I'm uh, very intrigued. <laughs> in, in Sid's room, the the baby head on like the metal spider leg, the the yeah, the, erect, the erector set thing with the yeah. baby head well, on it. It's an Apple Arcade game. Oh, it's not an Apple no. Arcade. Gotcha. It, okay, it's, it's an indie game that I don't remember the studio, but when you beat it, it's yeah. it's Hush Interactive developed it, and I think it's Forever Gaming was the. Who are you? You don't understand. When Brian writes these things, I then go and look up the names of the companies so that they're properly Brian accredited. Forgets. Gotcha. Unlike this game, which isn't properly crediting Toy Story for that creepy fucking toy, <laughs> and the garden gnome that was walking around that's clearly from those Travelocity commercials or whatever brand that is. Oh my god. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, oh my god. That's creepy. He just showed me a screenshot. <laughs> so Yeah, that's it. It's a rector set an erector set. To, to paint a picture of this this screenshot. There's a small circle of a flashlight, and you're looking under your bed. And you look under your bed... Nah. So many times. <laughs> <laughs> so th- there's only three spots you can look. You look under your bed, you can look on top of your bed, or you can look to, towards like the door on the side of the bed. And what you're looking for are batteries to keep your flashlight going, which is a dumb thing when you break it down, because, all right, I'll look to the right, there's batteries. There was no batteries up or down. Two minutes later, I looked up, down. I look up, down, left, right. I find batteries again. Like there's always batteries somewhere. It's just is that stupid. on the bottom right of the screenshot? That's your flashlight batteries. Yes. All right. I was very confused as to why your phone so battery was down there. You'll, <laughs> you'll look under the bed hundreds of times, and you'll just see a box and nothing there. And then you'll just get caught so off guard. You'll look under the bed, and boom, there's that Toy Story animal. Oh my god! The, you know what? This reminds me, like that type of thing where you go, like, where almost you don't want to turn around. Like it's a horror movie where you're watching the character, and you don't want the character to turn around because you know something's there. When you're in a video game, you have the control, and you can just be like, no, I'm yeah. done. I'm done here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm exactly, not turning around. <laughs> exactly what you mean. And most games do that to me, but this one, it did. It got me with the jump scares, but it never truly. 
made me like not want to hit the button like okay. every other horror game. There was just something about it that just didn't... A little lacking? Yeah, it was, it was a budget game. Sure. And it, it played like a budget game. That's fair. But it was a, a good... It was like an hour. So, getting back to Apple Arcade. Yeah, you, I'm sorry that I derailed, derailed you, but I wanted it's to get a plug for your reviews on the Spinchoon. What is this show if not derailment? That's true. Uh, how many Apple Arcade games in would you say you are? I'll tell you right now how many I've finished. Is there a uh, stats thing? No. I, oh. have a, I have a folder. Got it. So I have what the golf? I finished. I love that little song. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna play a song for you okay. from one of the games. Um, I finished ten, and Jesus. I'm in the middle of one. Two, well, you just have a folder. That folder says completed or something. That's yeah, that, got it. I have a folder finished that I put arcade. all my finished ones. Another <laughs> nice. folder that has every arcade game downloaded. And then you I, have them all. Yeah. Okay. And then I have another folder that's got. Uh, 12, 12 games that are, are in progress but kind of on the back burner. Okay. And then these four. Ah, the home screen games. Yeah, the home Got screen it. games. I have four of them that I'm running through, which is Spaceland, Cat Quest 2, Sneaky Sasquatch, Grindstone, and Cardpocalypse, which is five, not four. I can't count. Um, <laughs> Spaceland is pretty good, turn based, kind of like XCOM kind of mm-hmm, thing. Mm hmm. Grindstone, a puzzle game that's awesome. Cardpocalypse. Cardpocalypse is what I'm going to pull up in a second. Is that the one but, with the kids playing a card game? Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Sneaky Sasquatch. Sasquatch. I can't speak it anymore. Whatever. It's fine. No one listens, right? Nah. Okay. Just three of us. Um, <laughs> it's such a fun premise. Uh, you're, you're a Sasquatch, mm-hmm. and you live outside of a park. and As the Sasquatch do. Mm-hmm. And the park, the park ranger yells at you that you can't go in there because you scare away all patrons. Rude. And you have to sneak in and just do all different little things. Then a story does open up and you're trying to save the park, but it's just, it's so ridiculous. You go into the garbage cans, you raid people's picnics and get their food. Then you sit at a picnic table and eat the food. And let's just say you stole a carton of milk. You eat the entire carton of milk. Nice. You don't drink it, you just eat the whole mm-hmm, carton. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty, it's charming. Yum. Um, but well, that's what I've been noticing about these games, though. Is like I feel like the mechanics of the games that I've played so far are things that would normally I would just be like whatever mm-hmm. or dismissive about. But, but they're, they're catchy. weirdly catchy and fun. Right, but they do miss a lot. Okay, like the Pac Man was a, was a miss. Pac Man Party Royale, Ballistic Baseball was terrible. Ran out Space Assault. I wanted to like. So you finished Tint. Yeah. It gets a little repetitive. It, it seems like I, I'm because you guys have played all these games and I don't have an Apple phone, so, so I haven't lost. played any of them. Um, it seems like aesthetic value is a large part of a lot of these games, and in particular, mm. a lot of the ones that you seem to have liked. Yeah, I mean, one of the ones I really recommend, which I don't think you started yet, is Tangle Tower. It's, I've heard it's things about that one. Almost like a visual novel, but you are solving puzzles and playing. You're just trying to. There's a murder in a house, and it's almost like. There's a love story going on there, too, and it's almost like Romeo and Juliet, like two rival families, except they live in the same mansion. Okay. Um, and someone died, and you're called in to figure it out. It's a murder there. mystery. Yeah, there was already, like, an investigator there investigating something else, so you have to figure out what were they investigating. Through the game. Yeah. Like it's it. really cool. I um, dig it. Well, it seems like a lot of indie games, and in particular, these indie games seem to have gone the way of being a, a new form of storytelling where gameplay isn't necessarily the focus of the game, but rather delivering to you the story and finding unique ways to quote-unquote play 
the game. Like something like Possessions mm. or Assemble with Care. Um, <laughs> just just from reading your reviews, yeah. um, it, I, I find that to be an interesting way to attack these sorts of things. But I, I guess mobile gaming is the best frontier to to experiment with those sorts of things. Yeah, because the install base is the largest install base there is. Everyone has a phone. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, not everyone will have Apple Arcade. Also, it seems like developing for this platform is pretty simple and can be pretty cost-effective. Yeah, especially Apple Arcade. I mean, there are a lot of... Resources. Yeah, like Apple put a lot into it to make it... I mean, I don't know the actual mm-hmm. specifics, but like a lot of games are saying that Apple really helped to fund and helped the development and other just costs. Of- well, I noticed, I noticed, too, as soon as I was looking at them, I was like, this... This the the screenshots from this game look similar to one of the ones that Brian's already did, and and so it was when I tweeted out the links to those stories. Um, Frosty Pop developed was it both uh, the the Get Out Kids and Pinball Wizard, I think. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. obviously, obviously, they were able to churn out more than one just for launch it with Pinball all Apple Wizard Arcade. Was my first one that I really fell into. Yeah, that was, and you got me hooked on that pretty quickly. The the two games that blow me away though were. For pretty much for the same reason, Sayonara Wild Hearts and What the Golf, just because the game just keeps changing in absurd ways that I just don't understand how that was built. Can't get into Sayonara Wild Hearts. No, I'll finish not, it. Not I will finish it out of principle, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's just not for you, and that's fine because it's but a it hundred other be. games. It should be for me. That's why? why? It doesn't matter. I like rhythm games. I like mm. stupid games. It's a stupid game. The the rhythm is like it. It, it takes a little bit to get used to what. In the rhythm, you're, I feel like you're supposed to be connected to for the controls. Because sure. it, it, at first I felt very off, but then when I realized what was happening, I got more, which made it. Uh, okay, so. Yeah, I'm going to open up Card Pocalypse. Okay. Because it kind of markets itself as like, you know, 90. Like that Perfect. kind of like, like So just the intro sounds like your Saturday morning cartoon. I don't know how this is going to like be too loud, too low, but we'll see what happens. Words will come. Nice. Versus Evil. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, this is great. <laughs> Just keep going. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. So okay. I'll was that this one. was that theme written by Adventure Sevenfold? Or? <laughs> we saw them. Yeah, I've seen them multiple times. Yeah, you 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 tricked me into seeing. Them. <laughs> Why don't I remember this? So I don't like many bands. I don't like much music. Uh, what a weird thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it gets like weirder because if you said like, uh, oh, I only like specific. <laughs> Like genre or oh I don't like that fine like everyone has their right. own, like I don't like much music. Right. <laughs> well, well, I, I, do, I, do, I do have a funny music story which I'll get to after this, but um, so I, I don't like much music. I really don't like many <laughs> bands, and then it gets weirder. One of the few bands that I did like or do like was Disturbed. Okay. Right. So Anthony's like, do you want to go to a Disturbed concert? Okay. Um, I, I've. Haven't been to many concerts. Like I really don't know how concerts work. Well, why would so you if you didn't like music? 
I don't yeah. know how concerts work. <laughs> I don't. Is an adorable thing to say. <laughs> Somehow not the weirdest thing that's been said in the last 90 seconds. <laughs> so uh, Anthony's like, oh, we're going to go at this time. And I remember thinking, like, that just sounds early for a concert, but whatever. It was a freaking festival. Nice. Not a disturbed concert, a festival that right. disturbed is playing at the end of. Where was that? PNC. Was it? Uh, uh, do you remember what it was called? I don't know. Was, was that one, like of the, one of the? Was that one of the Blizzard of Oz ones or something? That doesn't ring a bell. No, it was in the summer. Whatever the summer were. I feel like it might have been like a later Project Revolution or something like that. I know that was. I don't know, but all I know is I got sold on. Hey, you want to go to Disturbed concert? Yeah. All right. Well, Disturbed's gonna be on in like eight hours, so buckle up. <laughs> So, okay, so I forgot about this. I, I only vaguely remember this, um, but I do remember us going together. Uh, we have gone to two concerts together? Yeah, my first concert. Uh, where you took your shirt off? Yeah, during Bad Romance. Yeah. Lady Gaga. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> he got real into it. It was a great show, though. Yeah. It was a really good show. Good Didn't she, like, shoot fireworks into us? Uh, yeah. And I think it's like just up and out. It was that's indoors a, though. That which doesn't is seem yeah unsettling. Right. Um. <laughs> so real quick, the music story, and this actually does tie back to movies as well. The, um, I traveled. <laughs> I don't like much music. <laughs> I don't like much music. I don't like much movies either. So I, I, I was traveling. So I, I, on the plane, I was watching old movies because that's always what I watch when I travel. So I watched Die Hard, and then I watched Beverly Hills Cop. Um, Beautiful. We we were going to a restaurant for dinner. And uh, I'm in an Uber with a coworker, and we're talking. We're talking about Beverly Hills Cop, and then Eddie Murphy, and then Coming to America, the sequel to that we're talking about. Oh and yeah. The the cab driver. So I'm in Dallas, Texas. Uh, the cab driver turns around. And he's like, Oh yeah, yeah. I heard about they're, they're filming that. Like oh, they were filming at Rick Ross's house the other day. And I'm like, Oh shit, I haven't heard Rick Ross's name in a long time. He's like, You know Rick Ross? I'm like, Yeah. I used to listen to Port of Miami when it came out. Like I just I was into it. He goes. Oh, you're name dropping it. You do know who Rick Ross is. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Get in the cab. There's, there's, there is hip-hop music on. The guy was very perplexed that I knew not only the name Rick Ross, but can name drop the album. And then he started to question me on why I would. So I made a bet with him that I could name more Texas rappers than he can who lived in Texas <laughs> his whole life before we got to our destination. And uh, yeah, I won. Nice. <laughs> but, like, how how many would you say were listed? I, I got through a decent amount. He named, like, four. And after I got to five, I was like, should I keep going? He's like, there's no more. So I would name another one. Like, should I keep going? He's like, all right, point taken. So, but I could, I had some more ready. All right. Just never really, it just, a, you probably shouldn't make the person driving you angry. It was all good fun. So, long story short, we're not sure how much of that story came out. All that matters is, Brian likes Texas rap. Yes. Right. Okay. Texas Roadhouse? Love it. Roadhouse <laughs> is solid, too. Um, well, let me take the reins for a minute, then, because yeah. about 90 seconds ago, I was going to interject, but Brian was in the middle of story time. The Mandalorian final trailer came out. On my, yes, it did. came up on my TV, so I figured I'd bring it up. Mm. We First just thing. watched it. Yeah, we watched it before, so that Brian would be prepped. Perfect. What did you guys think? Uh, sup, Bill Burr. Didn't yeah. realize the first time. Was <laughs> that was one there? of the things I wanted to bring up. <laughs> because I didn't notice it. And then, like, a little while after the trail, I saw the trailer was out, I saw a story saying Bill Burr is in the new Mandalorian. And I went back and was like, 
oh yeah, that is Bill Burr firing two pistols while also having a gun on his shoulder firing at the same time down a hallway. Fantastic. I watched it earlier today and I, I thought to myself, that kind of looked like him. And then Brian said, Bill Burr's in this movie? I was like, what? And in the sidebar of the YouTube page it was, I was like, huh. Yeah, uh, that, was, that was a surprise. Um, that, that trailer was great though. Oh yeah. It just, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, the production value of that show looks incredible. Yeah, um, and, uh, and I like how it's really supposed to be, like, a very much a tone setter, like, because it's, it's, like, narrated by Werner Herzog character the whole way through. Again, I mean, like, uh, it wasn't like the, when we got the, the Solo trailer where you didn't see Solo at all except for one time through Shadows. Right. Like, you see the Mandalorian a bunch, you just mm-hmm. don't hear him or see his face, but you know it's him because he's in the the armor that is of his of his people. Right. But, uh... And then it finally ends with what did it say? Like, good or something. Like he's just like, yeah, good or something like that. He says like he says something, but a very, a very short line. And that's the first time we've heard him, right? Yes. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, I uh, do, we were talking about this before. Does the whole thing drop at once or is it weekly? I feel like we mentioned this before. I don't remember if it's weekly, but I know that they're not dropping it all at once. It's going to be portioned out to us. Okay, gotcha. Now, you came across something uh, the other day. I don't think you read further into it, because I imagine you wouldn't want to. But there's major Star Wars spoilers in the, yeah, that's, it, that's, in the premiere. That, that's the other reason I'm bringing this up as well. Um, because We're not going to reveal any spoilers. No, they, they haven't been revealed. That's the whole point. Yeah. Um, just that it came about or came to the critics' attention, because critics have been given the first episode to screen for their reviews, though the gag order has been out that they're not allowed to come out and write any reviews with spoilers yet because it doesn't debut until November 12th. But a point of of fact was made note to the critics that they were not given 100% of the premiere because there is a major spoiler for the Star Wars universe at large in the first episode that Disney does not want out at all until subscribers Mm -hmm. are able to turn it on. I don't understand. Like what it could be or why? Like, how can there be such a big... Well, I don't know. We don't know what it is. And it's yeah. entirely possible that it's a spoiler that's not really earth-shattering, but this is just a little bit to build the hype machine. Well, not that they need you think built they, any higher. they could, given the time frame, because we just looked up, like, it's after Jedi, like, five years after Jedi. Mm-hmm. Do you think the, the spoiler they're talking about could be how Palpatine... I certainly think that is a possibility, considering it's coming out a little over a month before episode nine comes out. So that would make sense. Or it could be some other bit of information that informs what is yet to come in episode nine. Some history of some character, maybe. Yeah, or just I mean, maybe some maybe some character that we know will show up in episode nine or who has showed up in episode seven or eight that we didn't expect to show up in the show. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it could be it could be anything like that. Like, I, I imagine that it would be something that is um, exciting to put into context for the movies, but not necessarily important for everybody to see. Either that, or it's not that exciting. They're trying to make us think it very, it's exciting. It, well, it's very, that's, what, it's that's what I was saying is a possibility. But no, I, I think it's something that that I just think they want people to be able to experience in real time. And maybe there will be, yeah. I'm sure there'll be a lot of people, especially on the older side of the generations, like someone like my dad, who maybe isn't going to make time to watch the show, but would be interested to know. And so once right. so many people get to watch this, not just like a couple hundred critics... It once like the fan base at large gets to watch it and then starts the word of mouth talking about it, other people will be informed about it. Oh wow, that's a really cool thing to know. Right. As I go to see episode nine in a month. 
Yeah, what a great market to drop a high-profile show. Up. Well, they're yeah. dropping a high-profile game, a high-profile show, and another show will be ending right into it, which, by the way, is leading into the timeline directly informed in Episode 9. That's Resistance? Yes. Yeah. Is the game high-profile, though? Like, I, I, are there ads for it? I haven't... Really there is. They, they just released a new trailer oh, for okay. it, the final trailer for it, and it is canon, so it matters. Yeah, that which is pretty cool. I mean, the reason we I feel like we don't watch regular TV, so yeah, that's a good point. That's probably why we don't see trailers like that. Watch- that's and true. I never seen. I've seen. I feel like, but, but the, the YouTube machine knows that I'm already sold, so they don't need to serve <laughs> me those ads. You yeah, know but I'm I, also. I just watched twelve <laughs> of those uh, of those of videos on that game. Not, you know, what? YouTube isn't as smart. YouTube isn't as smart as you think, what? though, because I can't tell you. I said that's YouTube true. isn't as smart as you think because. There's times where I will watch a video and then I'll get a notification like three hours later telling me, hey, because of your interest, you might be interested in this video. I'm like, I already watched that exact video. You don't need to recommend it. Your history knows that I've already seen it. That's the whole thing with friggin' Amazon. And like, I I bought a grill. I don't need 12 more of them. So stop emailing me about grill deals. Like, (laughs) yeah. No, not the grills from my mouth. (laughs) I bought because okay. that ties back to the Texas rappers. If that made it through editing, uh, the it did. <laughs> uh, no, that's how you make a video or a story go full circle. It, so, well, the other the thing that uh, perfect example of this. My sister was going to Paris and she wanted a beret. She was leaving in a couple days and she wanted me to order it on. It's like fine because she didn't have it at the time. I ordered it for her and I sent it to her. And I, every other week, I get emails of different color berets to. And it's like, I didn't want the one, Amazon. I didn't want the one. I don't want 12 more. It's, it's, oh, they, they need to ooh. give you, oh, that's a big put party it, foul. I put it back on apocalypse. <laughs> I was going to say, they, Amazon needs some sort of checkbox for when you're buying something like, this not is for a me. gift for someone else. Please <laughs> do not inform me just... of other things of this ilk. All the other things, fine. I bought Share Batman 18 times. You can tell me about the 19. The what do you mean? Uh, well, both Kristen and I had our own Prime account. I canceled mine. We kept hers. She gets all the emails. I don't see shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine the recommendations she must get with the things that I buy. (laughs) Everyone. Brian. (laughs) She yelled at me today. She's like, your Sawzall blades are delivering? I'm like, yeah, they are. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to cut some stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you know, there's trees you don't want me to take down? Well, that's how they're coming down. I'm going to, I was, I need a, a nice sawzall blade to take care of the problem that I have in my backyard right now. With the well, giant. <laughs> they were coming today at some point. Nice. I was going to do it this morning, but it was pouring rain and I felt that it was ill-advised to be using a power tool in the rain. Do you a sawzall? I do. You thought correctly. I have a blade that I've used for everything and is slightly bent. And I am assuming will very shortly snap and go through me. <laughs> you, have, you, have, you have just the one blade? Is it Wesley Snipes or Mahershala Ali? Uh, Wesley. Oh, nice. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Let's circle back to video games for a second. Because uh, Brian and I were talking a little bit about this earlier. Uh, Call of Duty came out. Uh, and I got it. I haven't gotten a Call of Duty game in a little bit. Uh, I think the last one that I got was Ghost. That is. Right? That was a while ago, though. <laughs> that was like the transitional one. 
That was the one that a lot of people hated, and I didn't. I didn't understand why. I thought the campaign was great, and the multiplayer was the same as every other year. Right. So it was Call of Duty, which yeah. is why I don't know. Ghost people were like mad yeah, about it. That was the one with the dog companion. Yeah, that's right. That was yeah. kind of cool. Uh, this game uh, now I, we've talked about this on the show before. I think we've talked about it in article form before. Uh, the violent military video game I I used to really like, and I've kind of gotten away from that mm-hmm. recent. Like as as of the past few years. Uh, this isn't an exception to that. Like, there are things that go on in that game. It's just, like, it, it, it is, it's very uncomfortable to play some of it. It's also weird. I was reading about some of the events. A lot of the events are based off, like, true acts of warfare. I can't remember any exact details. Manipulated in such a way where, like, America was, like, the bad person in the event, but in this game, where the hero. Yeah, I saw that for this game specifically, where they oh, they undid the thing in the in the nineteen nineties Iraq War, where we yeah, yeah, yeah. like annihilated six thousand troops or something like that who were escaping Kuwait, and they mm-hmm. Al- mm-hmm. in this alternate mm-hmm. universe, they it's the exact same situation, but they made it the fault of the Russians. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we were the gotcha. heroes. Meanwhile, we bombed the shit out of them in the yeah, gotcha. yeah, well, Gulf War. Even yeah. even doing that, the Americans don't come off as great in the game. Uh, you you've got through that. I've got, I'm pretty far into it at this point. I don't know if I'm. But the I thing mean, the thing like is that. like that's weird. Like if you're gonna create some entirely new thing and just make it the fault of the Russians, go for it, man. But that's a weird bit of like editing history. Like that. So that's weird. Yeah, it, that is very strange. It, but on top, adding to that though, there's a, a lot of other things that are very. Uh, it's it's uncomfortable and it's. I feel like it's. It's almost like in a way like important because like if you can feel that way playing the game like it's not great what you're doing and it's not great how this is going. I feel like the game in more ways than most other military games that I've played have put me in a position of fear and I've been very uncomfortable playing it. I have not been able to play a single level of the game without jumping out of my skin. Like I am constantly afraid, and I don't know if that's the ridiculous volume that I've been playing <laughs> or it, the it's also like. The, visually, it looks incredible, and it's hyper-realistic. Yeah. Uh, but there was a couple of key things. I'm not going to get too spoilery here. You play as a kid at one point. Oh, yeah, I know that. That's, that's that two, was There's two kids, right? Two kids. It's a, But you play as one of them. It's I'm just making sure I have the right scene in my tense. head. Tense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then another situation where there's a, uh, like a lot, there's like live suicide bombers in London. And they are like running around, blowing things up, and it's just like chaos. And the, with the tech that you have now, and how incredible video games can be, just the sheer number of people yeah. on screen running around, like in fear, and you could feel it. It's very unsettling. Yeah, that don't sound good. It's difficult. No. It's difficult to get through. But it's it, the game is very good. It's just like <laughs> now I haven't paid too much attention to this game, but I do know that isn't it supposed to be. Like a reboot of the 2007 or whatever no, Call of Duty really. Modern Warfare. It's not. It's not a reboot in the sense of because they already remade that game. Years ago. Well, there's a difference between a remake and a reboot. Sure. Like it's. I mean, I know like a couple of the characters are back, but it's, it has nothing to do. I guess. I guess we. Can, That's why I'm asking. Really, so they haven't the, fully committed to saying that. Yeah, though. Price is back, yeah. and he's a key player in. And I don't. I was actually. I was thinking about this while I was playing earlier today. Of going, I wanted to go back and read this, like what happened in the campaign to the other ones, see if mm-hmm. they somehow tie line up or tie in. But I don't. No, they they don't, don't, right? No, it's totally separate. So what? What? I just that. Okay, so that was the other thing that I was going to bring up. It drives me crazy that this is a thing. 
That's why I was asking, name? because I wasn't yeah. sure if it was the same campaign again or if it was something entirely different, no, but I recognized in the trailer that it was Price again, and I don't remember. I played all of the campaign for the first two. I do not remember the campaign at all for Modern Warfare 3. It's entirely possible. The only I thing I remember it. from Modern Warfare 3 was the uh, the ad campaigns where I take yeah, like the uh, MW3 and I'm upside down and make it world. Mm. Cool. <laughs> I remember playing the multiplayer. I don't remember the campaign at all, but it's entirely possible that all three of them just merged into one thing in my mind. Yeah. Two was the one that they kept drawing comparison for in this one with like the shock value because yeah. two had that no Russian um, killed all the innocent people in the airport. Yeah. But I don't know if it's just like what Anthony was saying, like the tech we have today, what it looks like. That didn't bother me. I don't know if I, I was also younger. I, I don't know what it was, but the North Russian did not get to me at all, but I feel like this game... Yeah, the, that, that I think one got to me a little bit. Yeah. The this agent, one really gets to me, though. The age and the context matters, because I remember they made such a big deal about it and how the game had to put a disclaimer saying, hey, if you don't want to play this, you can skip to the end of the mission and you won't even see it or whatever because of all the outcry. And I remember playing it, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's whatever, but like it's a video game. Like I don't see the big deal. But I think if I played that now, I'd be like, well, I don't know. Like, it, it probably wouldn't necessarily bother me, but when I was done with it, I probably would have been like, why the fuck did they do that? Like, well, they're causing themselves so many problems. That, like, why would you do this? But, like, it right. never morally bothered me. But I feel like the, the situations presented in this new one would bother me. There's a number of things revolving around kids that are very un- and uh, well, to not again, not going to spoil gameplay or anything like that. There's an op- you have an option. You're going to be interrogating somebody, and to interrogate them, you're bringing their uh, the wife and child of this person into the room. I don't know if I want to hear it. Well, the, well, the, what this is with, similar to Modern Warfare Two. I was outside the door, and it gives you the it's like he the guy comes up to you and he puts his hand on your shoulder, and he's like, "You don't have to do this with me if you don't want." Um, and you and you can choose to do it or not to do it. I did do it because I needed to know. I like at that point that I was just morbidly curious about like what's gonna happen, like what goes on in here, uh, to the point where, like, um, and you know what? Spoilers for uh, forty seconds. Uh, to the point where you have to point the gun at the woman, <coughs> at the woman and the child. You the player. You the player uh, to interrogate the other guy, make him speak, and then he stop. He won't tell you, and you have to pull the trigger. And I was like, I I didn't want to do it, so I aimed at her foot, and I did it, and it clicks. There's no bullets in the gun. And I was just like, and I was like, I was like, I don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> it was just like really intense. And I was like, I felt very uncomfortable doing it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's See, it. What's weird though is when I play games, like I always choose the bad path if you have options. I'm always more the bad things because in real life, the bad things. That's funny. Uh, it's interesting as a form of escapism, especially in like an RPG game. But since those so, those so often have more fantastical elements, it's even yeah, easier to divorce yourself yeah. from it. Even in those, I can't play the bad guy. <laughs> I'm always, always the good guy in those stupid games. I've never played always, through like, the bad guy. Always, like, you want to kill this for this random person and throw him into space? Yes. There was, like, there's there's definitely, like, a situation where I'm playing a game like that and I'm going completely the good, the good path, but there's just this one character that I really hate and when I have the option to... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, or but, or vice versa I've actually found myself playing the quote unquote darker side and it's like oh this is like my second or third playthrough and it's like oh well I like this person I'm not going to do the bad thing to that one but yeah. everyone else fuck them like, <laughs> that's like that, that Dane Cook um, skit hey, like, kid, thanks for the cat yeah. <laughs> <laughs> remember when he was good he <laughs> I, I wanted to defend him yeah 
Uh, hey, listen, Employee of the Month is fun. Let's let's move on from from video games, other other news and nuggets. How about some cancellations? Okay. Uh, Benioff and Weiss are too busy for Star Wars. False. Seems, seems like it. You realize the jig is up. That's. I mean, I don't think you would ever say you're too busy for Star Wars. Well, I don't know. I mean, they are getting paid like two hundred million dollars from Netflix. But you're too busy. For, I just don't. I can't imagine that it would. They wouldn't be able to work out some sort of contract or deal with. Star Wars, it, if they wanted them. I suppose your perspective is not wholly wrong because from the the statement I saw put out by Kathleen Kennedy, they're still open to making it work, uh, right? Even if it takes some time. Because I I have here I don't know if you brought it up I have the statements from all parties here. Please do. Uh, the the pair the pair Benioff and Weiss released a statement. Uh, we love Star Wars. When George Lucas built it, he built us too. Getting to talk about Star Wars with him and the current Star Wars team was a thrill of a lifetime. And we'll always be indebted to the saga. That changed everything. There were only so many hours in the day, and we felt we could not do justice to both Star Wars and our Netflix projects, so we're regretfully stepping away. That was followed by Lucasfilm President Kathleen Kennedy, was an equally gracious in her statement. Dave Benioff and Dan Weiss are incredible storytellers. We hope to include them in the journey forward when they are able to step away from their busy schedule to focus on Star Wars. Hey, what are you, how do you feel about this? I don't really care. I mean, no, but I, 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 wonder, I, I am very curious, though, because clearly Game of Thrones had issues with them rushing to leave. Yes. Right? That being said, What's before they were rushing thing? to What'd you say? What's their Netflix? I, I don't know. What, do you know what their Netflix? Um, I'm not sure. I remember seeing something a while back that they were doing something, but I don't remember what it is. I don't have it up. Um, here, I have a link to the story. If it loads. Keep going while... Yeah, he's, he's David, David Benioff and DBY signed nine-figure overall deal with Netflix. This was in August 7th of 2019. This is on Collider. Game of Thrones' eighth and final season ended with Bran Stark being named King of Westeros, not necessarily because he Holy deserved Lord. it, <laughs> or was the best person for that job, but because he had the best stories. And even that was pretty debatable. In a completely unrelated bit of, a bit of news, former Game of Thrones showrunners David Benioff and DBY have found their new permanent home in Netflix to the tune of a massive nine-figure overall deal. Deadline reports that both Amazon and Disney were close to locking down the duo, but Netflix eventually went out at the place Benioff and Rice will, quote, write, produce, and direct new series and films. We're thrilled to welcome Master Storytellers <laughs> Benioff and Weiss to Netflix, uh, said Netflix Chief Content Officer Ted Tarandis. See, They're- why the hate for them, man? Uh, because, it, well, here's the thing, it, it, and it's that, so first off, there's the issue of, the, well, the way that, uh, were you a Game of Thrones fan? The way that the, the series ended it it just wasn't it was poor it was very poorly handled Everything oh wait you, you didn't wait uh brian you didn't watch i've never seen an episode i have nothing against it, i just never watched it so it seemed that after they ran out of actual source material it just plummeted oh so the last season wasn't based on the it's, last like three seasons but yeah um, and it was slowly it was it was declining from that <laughs> point and then by the end it was just a very it was a very poor wrap-up to to, to be more so intense to be more accurate and fair Brian, what happened was once they outstripped what has officially been published on the page, George R. R. Martin had still been, the author of the books, had still been directly involved producing the show and writing. He wrote one whole episode per season. Um, was that the and, best uh, episode per season? Um, they were often amongst the best, yes. Um, so at that point, they sat down with him because he is in the process of writing the rest of the books slowly. Um, and 
he laid out for them his entire outline for where the rest of the books would go. So they had the big picture of the like, details of where everything was to go. And in order to give him them his blessing to continue on and finish without him, he made them guess how the story was going to end. And if they couldn't come close enough to it, he wasn't going to let them. And they did. And so they did finish it. And he became less and less involved directly with the show over the last three or four seasons. And basically you got the Cliff Notes version of it on, on screen. Right? Because I feel like where it went could have been good. It just, it was tightened. It was a little too... It was only eight episodes, Too right? tightened. Well, the, 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 the problem is the, every season for the first six seasons was ten episodes. And then we were told we were going to get two seasons to finish it up. And it would be a total of 13 episodes. Though they so did make they did they did make concessions that there would be longer episodes in there, so overall the total runtime would have been equivalent to something like fifteen episodes, let's say. So like, and here's what I'm getting at, and it wasn't it just really it wasn't great the way that it was handled, and it was uh, it wasn't great for fans. It wasn't it, it didn't play out well. Uh, but my point is, they were given this Star Wars opportunity. I don't think that I don't know that they have what it takes to do, and I think that they are in a place where they need to reprove themselves because of what happened. So maybe Netflix. I don't care if Netflix takes a bath on this because they're they're going to continue. And and same with Disney. But I don't want this to happen to the property that I'm close to. So like if they need to reprove themselves with Netflix, and then if they can get back in, if they get back in with if Kathleen Kennedy wants to bring them back in to do something at that point, great, that's fine. If they're open to it, but I'm glad that it's not going directly there anymore because I I fear that what would happen. I fear there would be production issues from like day one of them starting, and it almost seems that way with them bailing like this. And I just don't think that it would work out well. We might have another like uh, a lot of press like solo around it now that i i like solo i'm just saying it was it was i do wonder if maybe this might be a concession to the fact that because of what you're describing if star wars if the the lucasfilm story group if kathleen kennedy and all the people involved decided that they brought to put certain constraints or certain checks and balances seating their writing room with certain people to be like, you know, basically forcing them to take on writers to work with them type of thing to make sure everything went along smoothly if they weren't comfortable with that. And that is why this happened. Mm. It could be like they saw the writing on the wall type of thing. Yeah. Where I guess was, like I guess if they were worried that they weren't going to get the quote unquote freedom to do as they saw fit um, in the sense that instead of the process of their writing something and then submitting it to the Lucasfilm story group for approval instead of that that if they would have been required to take someone with them in the writing and drafting process from start to finish right if they weren't willing to give that up this is purely speculation on my standpoint honestly i, I this is fine to me because i think what's going to end up happening there is the ryan johnson stuff i feel like will happen sooner uh it's entirely possible we were talking about all that last week and we were wondering if the the questions around his trilogy had more to do with the fact that he was just being pushed further down the release slate because right. Benioff and Weiss signed up first and they were going to be the first in line to get their stuff well, on Well, supposedly screen. their first movie was supposed to drop in 22 from the last thing that I read. Um, no, no, no. They said there wasn't going to be any Star Wars releases for at least a year or two. 
they were going to start. They were going to start. Yeah, they were going to start. That's what it was. Firm production start next year. Yeah. So maybe uh, maybe Ryan Johnson's trilogy will start then or around then instead. Which honestly, it's possible. I'm I'm excited for. So let's see that happen. If this clears the decks, it's entirely possible that we could get production start on the first of his movies in say a year. Which would be awesome. Which would probably put him on the slate to be done and in theaters by the end of 2022 or sometime in 2023. Right. Yeah, that could be that could be awesome. All right, moving on. Other news and nuggets. The whole Netflix stuff. Just a question. <coughs> so now Apple TV Plus is coming soon, Disney Plus is coming soon, Hulu is there, Netflix is there. There's no way they all stay five. Do you think Netflix is one of the ones that makes it? I think Netflix makes it solely because it was the f- like the first major one and has such an insane subscription base and I I don't want to discount the fact that people just won't cancel their memberships. Like yeah, that's a huge why. thing. I keep well, telling Kristen we need to cancel. But so Netflix <laughs> they have all this original content, some great, some not so great. Some okay. <laughs> well, the, the biggest thing with them is because of how rapidly they've expanded and the fact, you know, we've all made the jokes and there's been a million jokes on other mediums about how they will literally take anything and make it. If you have, if the price is right, they are trying to be something for everyone, truly. Which kind of makes them too big to fail. Because you can argue whether everything they make is good or bad. But there is literally something for everyone. No matter what your taste is, they, they you can find something. money in production at this point. Oh, they are. That, that's not, not this is this point. I don't think they ever have turned a profit for a single quarter of their existence. Um, they spend an obscene amount of money, but they also have an obscene amount of money coming in and people continue to invest in it. And as long as the money continues to come in, even if it doesn't break even, they're always going to have more money coming in because they're literally spending money to make money. So now Disney bought. Yes. Oh, did it? So I believe so. Apple TV plus, if they want to survive, What's to stop them from throwing a big number at Netflix, taking Netflix under their thing and getting all their subscribers? Like, does that sound like something that could happen? I think it might just be too big to do. I don't despite think it the, would. Despite the ridiculous amount of cash, literal cash that Apple's sitting on. They, they also have, like, a control thing, and I feel like they want they want it to be, like, exactly how they want it. And I feel like bringing, like acquiring Netflix would be I, I just counter to how they do things, but I could be wrong about that. I feel like Netflix... Is- Gonna get purchased or go away at some point. And then, well, the the most likely or the most logical in my mind, uh, if you're talking about them merging with someone else, would be Google, because they don't have their hands in any of these pots yet. Sure, but Google acquiring Netflix, it's still just Netflix, as opposed to like Disney buying Hulu. Now you can get both of one. What else are you getting? Well, what I'm saying, you mentioned Disney, and you mentioned. Apple and Amazon has their own screen. Yeah. If you're talking about... even use Amazon Prime Video? That's the funny thing. I forget I it's there. I have it, but don't use it. I forget I it's I use there. it for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I, I have been doing the same... It's so good. <laughs> I, I've, I've been in the same boat where like I've had Prime for like over a year, and I have like used it to watch one or two movies that we were going to do for the show, and I was like, I, there's a I whole bunch of shows I should at least try it out because I fucking pay for it. And I so I finally Jack watched Ryan. Jack Ryan. That the, yeah, it was the only show I watched on. Yeah, well, that's that's the funny thing. It's like so they each have something different, right? Where Netflix is, it's been around the longest, 
you had it started from the DVD subscription service, which oh, yeah. I, you had. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I had like, and then it turned into this, which then it's like, oh, this is great. Uh, the value, like the price, didn't change. No one said this is great in the beginning. No, no, but the the concept that the no. value, it didn't change price. I just got this thing on top of it. That was I, yeah, impressive. but I didn't know I had it for a while. So that was that was pretty cool. And then now they have original production. That's great. They sometimes make deals with older stuff. Awesome, mm-hmm. cool. Uh, Prime, it's just. Uh, another thing to add under your Prime membership, like they, they don't really—I don't really don't, don't think, think they, they give care. a shit about. Yeah, like it's not, and that's what I feel like it shows. I don't think that. I mean, I haven't watched a ton of their original productions, but the ones Jack Ryan's good. I've heard that was good. The Marvel Jack Season, Ryan's Maisel good and incredible. and it looks like it has a budget. So so like that. Well, and but I'm saying like I don't. They don't have like I feel like Netflix has like so many, and I could be wrong about this. Many. This is just so many original. Yeah. Well, it, the thing is, each of those services at one point or another to me. Whether I have the service or not, every one of them has had something that feels essential. Where, mm-hmm. like, if I considered getting it, it's like, oh, they have that. I wish I could watch it. Like, so, like, Netflix, like, it had House of Cards at the beginning that was, like, the big thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I gotta check that out. Right. And I really enjoyed the first few seasons of it. Um, Disney Plus has The Mandalorian. That's the only reason well, I'm planning on getting it. Right. So, with and Disney Plus, the though... same The same thing with all of these services. Amazon Prime has never really like the closest thing they've had to that is man of the high castle and it just doesn't call out to me so i mm-hmm. never had a reason to get it but all right so we did netflix did amazon you go back to disney plus for a second star wars that's a big selling point but that's not everybody right i think the key the crazy thing about disney plus is the back catalog well not if just you have that, kids the, the amount they're having a new show for for everyone like they have the star wars shows. yeah they have the marvel shows. well that's that's the, the thing Monsters is Inc. show right like, like they, they, they have they're, they're dropping with or in the first year are going to be dropping with multiple different Marvel shows that are going to attract a ton of people. Right, yeah, which but then is they crazy. have the, the kids shows for the kids. They have the new movies like The Lady and the Tr- comes out. The, the, not the like Lion King thing. The we, the real animal. <laughs> well, I, I I didn't know anything about the who, them acquiring Hulu, but I imagine by getting that you're also getting some the ability for well, certain TV stations. I don't know. As a company. I've never, I actually never looked into it much. I just remember it's some kind of headline, but what it, you, we all need to look into, because I just uh, heard about this recently, is apparently Verizon is giving away a year of Disney Plus, where if you're any kind of Verizon subscriber, whether it be Fios, Wireless, you can get a year of Disney Plus. So oh, really? We'll have to Google that later. Yeah, definitely have to check yeah, it out. Yeah, I'm going to have to look that up because I am a Verizon customer. Yeah, yeah we're it, Fios it, customers. So. Yeah. <laughs> so there's something with Verizon and Disney+. Plus. I, I don't know what the fine print is. So is basically, my, our next year of TV is free is what you're telling me. Because we got iPhone, so we're getting Apple Plus for a year. Are you actually going to use it, though? I'm going to check it out, for sure. I care Th- about There are a couple show. shows that look interesting, but I've heard that the, the first slate of them... Are, have been reviewed very up and down, so it's going to be to your taste. What I'm not thrilled about right now is Brian said, there's one that I'm definitely going to watch, and then just gave me the most <laughs> absurd smirk. So what show is it that you're excited about? Mythic Quest. Oh, no, I actually want to watch that. <laughs> is that the one with Jason Momoa? No. That's C, or? Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, Mythic Quest is with Mac from Always Sunny. <laughs> uh, I haven't even seen that one. They, they showed a trailer for it at, at uh, last year's, or this year's E3. There's a bunch of different shows that I've seen. Tra- there's, there's C, there's The Morning Show, there's that other one with, um, what's it, was it Octavia Spencer, I think, right? There's um, the, the the other one. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, the show yeah. is about Emily Dickinson. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. He thought you meant an actress. Oh. And, yeah. Because he said, there's the show with Emily Dickinson, but he said it on the pause like he was trying to find the last name. So I said no, because no. Oh she God. is not in a show on Apple+. Plus. <laughs> now, if you tell me they have a show about her on Apple+, Plus, I'm willing to hear you out. I think that's the case. Okay. So, uh, with all these, if you want to see here, know what the first to go is, though. CBS also has one that you have to pay for. Oh, yeah. It's CBS just like, access? No, absolutely not. I feel like that would be the first to go. Well, they... they uh, yeah, it definitely bad. will be the first one to go. Um, it's they, got um, some good offerings. Well, the thing is, the only right way that they were going to attract anyone... Again, it's like the whole thing. Like the, Everyone has one thing. The Star Trek show right. is only available on that. And the, yeah, or the you Twilight can buy Zone, too, up. right? Isn't that all access? Is it? What's that? Twilight Zone? Twilight Zone. Oh yes, you're right. But that, but uh, Star Trek was the first oh, one. Yeah. That yeah. Are, are Discovery. You, are right? you gonna run out and subscribe for ten dollars a month for those two shows? Yes. <laughs> That's a lie. Well, right. now, you got, now you got you got the NBC show, the NBC um, one coming out called literally Peacock, which I cannot believe. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. You know what's crazy to me? CW has an online streaming channel. They, it's just free. Like, well, but so no. You know what's crazy to me is that until too. Peacock was debuted, I didn't know that that was supposed to be a Peacock. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but I, I never knew the NBC logo was a Peacock. Most of these channels have a free app to watch their old episodes from live TV from, mm-hmm. but they're making new, new original content but for them. That's what a lot of them, though, it's only if you get them through a cable provider. Oh, yeah. CW, you can just download and watch it. Oh, that I didn't know. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, I don't know how they're paying for that. <laughs> It's not ad. It doesn't have ads. It has ads, but if that if they're able to sustain it through ads, then we're getting ripped off for literally everything else. <laughs> they still got all that. <laughs> <laughs> well, or uh, or they're they're just smart enough to realize, hey, eyeballs are the most important thing. Stop creating barriers. Mm-hmm. Get the eyeballs. <laughs> right, right. That was a weird phrasing, but yes. uh, uh-huh. no, no, uh, get, the get the eyeballs. Get the eyeballs. Get the eyeballs. That's. All right, I'm gonna think I'm gonna change our outro of the show. <laughs> Let's see if I actually remember to do it later. All right, quiz time. What other? Well, are there any other news and nuggets? Yes. Uh, let's let's continue to circle back now to what's been Lord canceled. Of the Rings, not Lord oh. of the Rings. Um, Game of Thrones, because the news I was talking about seeing recently came out about an hour before we got on to yep. record. Uh, it it is twofold. The Game of Thrones spinoff that we've mentioned uh, a few times. Uh, about the old, old history of Game of Thrones <laughs> yeah, old, and the Age of Heroes uh, was scrapped after they shot a pilot. Yep. The one featuring Naomi Watts. Um, that will no longer be going to full series. Right. And in a con- corresponding move, seemingly, right about a half an hour after that story came out, HBO sent out a tweet featuring a logo with the Targaryen crest saying House of the Dragon fire will rain the story came out game of thrones one game of thrones prequel may be dead but another one has been given the gift of life by hbo house of the dragon is coming to the premium cable network it was announced tuesday at one media's news heavy hbo max investors presentation foregoing a pilot the house the house targaryen story from george rr R. martin and ryan condal will receive a 10 episode straight to series order Game of Thrones veteran Miguel Sapochnik and Condal will partner as showrunners and will serve as executive producers along with Game of Thrones co-executive producer 
George R. R. Martin, and Vince Gerardis. HBO programming president Casey Bloys announced at Warner Media Day. House of the Dragon marks Sapochnik's first project as part of an HBO overall deal, where he'll develop and produce content for both HBO and HBO Max. Where is this Brit- content from? This is on Deadline. This was uh, this came out about eight o'clock tonight. Written by Condal, based on Martin's Fire and Blood, the series, which is set three hundred years before the events of Game of Thrones, tells the story of House Targaryen. Sapochnik will direct the pilot and additional episodes. The Game of Thrones universe is so rich with stories, says Blois. We look forward to exploring the origins of House Targaryen and the earlier days of Westeros, along with Miguel, Ryan, and George. While narrative specifics on the project, based on Martin's Fire and Blood books, are scarce. House of the Dragon will certainly be rich in the Dragon Lord ancestors of Daenerys. You also hear that the Dance of Dragons Civil War alluded to in the blockbuster Game of Thrones TV series that just ended its Emmy-winning eighth season earlier this year and in the books may take up a significant part of this prequel storyline. It was one of the remaining four Game of Thrones spinoffs in the works at various stages for HBO and its corporate overlords at AT&T. Um, this has been in the works since the fall of 2018, um, this project from old pals Martin and Condal takes on material originally explored by Brian Cogman in one of the five prequel scripts commissioned, commissioned by then Richard Plepler run HBO two years ago. With HBO Max set to launch next spring, another fucking what streaming is that? service. It's, an, it's, an, it's another streaming service. Yeah, but like, what is, doesn't HBO already have two? Well, what if you have it? What if you don't? Like HBO yeah, Go, go and now. Yeah, I think this is now another entirely separate streaming service that isn't HBO HBO. Oh, right. That's what, what picked up Friends and um, some other... Yes, I think so. Um, See, now it's just getting ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what the fuck do they... They're already a premium service. What do they need a premium, premium service for? Platinum. Yeah, fuck them. Um, this project <laughs> comes from the first installment in the pre-Game of Thrones book series that was published in November 2018. Further chronicling the long... Ruling House's Reign, the second Fire and Blood book, is expected in the next year or so, we hear. When is he going to finish writing the actual fucking books? Yo, remember pay-per-view? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that just dawned on me with all of this stuff going. Yeah, uh, I, whatever. I, honestly, I'm not even interested right now. I, I just thought it was interesting. No, no, no I'm <laughs> saying... Like, it, no, no, it is interesting. What you're saying is interesting. I'm not interested in... Like, I feel like I'm... Uh, when it Get- was previously with Game of Thrones, I was excited for Sunday... For it to air so that I could watch it. This is going to very much be me waiting to see how it's received. Yeah, get me get back to me in a year or so with the trailer. Like, right, yeah. I, yeah. Ugh, that's... And no, you know what? No, don't have another streaming service. Bite me. Well, that too, but I meant the show itself. Bite me. Alright, what other news and nuggets you got? Um, have you guys looked or started watching Watchmen yet? No. No. I mentioned it last week. First two episodes are out. This this is a show. Oh? This is a show. It is fucking intense. By definition. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. This Very show good, is, Al. This show is a show. <laughs> um, no, this is... Um, it's like... It's gripping. worth my time, is what you're saying? Oh, yeah, no, it's like gripping. It's like, even when something's not going on, you want to know what's going on. Okay. Um, and it does not really have too much time where just sitting around and nothing is going on. It's, um, it's, it's got stuff going on. It's, Are you it's got stuff. In this? It's got stuff to say. It looks really good. It's, um, and there's some twisted fucking shit going on too. It's something else. So how, how, how long are the episodes? It's an hour. I'll have to check it out. Or 15 minutes, whatever. So two episodes I have to give. There's been two episodes so far. 
I'll give it the two. Yeah, check it out. I'm not hooked. That's it. New rule. There's <laughs> just too much shit to watch. I just finished The Politician. It was awesome. I we're, really enjoyed that. We're rewatching Silicon Valley right now. Nice. Because the new season just started and we don't remember anything. So. Yeah, I don't either. But we re- we started rewatching the show like a week ago. We're already... It's, it's, there's so... It's, yeah, it's not, it's not very long. This is the final season now. Yeah. It, it, it's always been ridiculous and so many things that happened on that show were just too accurate. <laughs> but that, it is a, it's a fun show. Uh, Brian, did you have any news? In- no. Just the arcade stuff? Yeah, yeah. Al, any more topics before we get into the quiz? Um, that is it for me. Then it is time for fun and games. As usual, when we have two guests, we will be doing the quiz side by side. You will not be looking at my screen, Brian. Uh, this quiz is which Hocus Pocus character are you? Fitting. Uh, for, for the record, I, I, I don't know if this is the exact quiz, but I have done this quiz before. Okay. I don't remember what my answers were. Again, I don't know if it's the same quiz, but sure. I did get Mary. Okay. Let's, so let's, see, see, let's see where you land now. All right. What do you love most about fall? Pumpkin spice lattes, sweater weather, apple picking, haunted houses, trick-or-treating, scaring others, cuddling on a cold day, telling ghost stories, or bonfire. I like cuddling on a cold day. Okay. That's adorable. Um, I'm going to go with bonfires. All right. All right. Pick a Disney villain. Anthem. Be prepared. Poor, unfortunate souls. Mother knows best. Hellfire. Gaston. Friends on the other side. Mine, mine, mine. Cruella de Vil. Oogie Boogie song. Oh, God. What's it called from fucking Hunchback in Notre Dame? <laughs> the Hellfire one. <laughs> no, that's not my choice. Um, that was the first one. Be prepared. That Be prepared. was the one I was going to Sorry, okay. I would just... Oh, Gaston's a good well, one, too, but I'm going to go with Be Prepared. Do you, do you remember the old podcast when I had I was in Minnesota and my friends in Minnesota got on? Yep. That episode That title? was great. That was awesome. We had, you're random friends. Yeah, we, we started talking about, like, somehow, like, Disney movie things. I don't remember exactly how it got there, but he came up with the perfect name for, uh, like, the poor, unfortunate souls. He, his... God. <laughs> What Sorry, was, I was I was just thinking of title. I, I like Anthony when I brought up the um the Jungle Book movie I had that moment in reverse now when you mentioned the Hellfire one because I just remembered watching The Hunchback of Notre Dame as a little kid and fucking hating that movie so yeah. much and being really creeped out by that fucking song <laughs> and like even though I was like six years old when I saw it even I knew what was going on was way too fucked up right oh my god all right uh, what were your tombstone read. Yes! Forever Fabulous, Here Lies a Virgin, <laughs> See You All Soon, I'll Miss You Guys, Silence is Golden, Finally at Peace, Farewell My Lovers, Living is for Losers. Living is for Losers. Yeah. Alright. Choose your favorite bewitching witch movie. The Craft, Halloween Town, The Witches, The Blair Witch Project, Teen Witch, The Witches of Eastwick, Practical Magic, Rosemary's Baby, or The Wizard of Oz. I like um, I guess I'll go with the Wizard of Oz. Okay. What magical power do you desire most? Teleportation, mind control, immortality, super strength, invisibility, divination, conjuration, enchantment, levitation. I'll go with super strength. Super strength? I don't want to sit in traffic no more. <laughs> uh, what celebrity would you suck the life out of? <laughs> Oprah, Taylor Swift, 
Chris Pratt, Jennifer Lawrence, Kim Kardashian, Channing Tatum, Daniel Radcliffe, Miley Cyrus, Madonna. What a weird selection of human beings. Now, are we killing them? You are sucking the life out of them. Because we like them so much or because we dislike them Well, I guess go with so the Hocus Pocus thing. Like, I feel like you're trying to get their essence. So I, I want to like them? I don't know. They wanted to just be younger. Because ha- I'll have two different answers if I just want. All right, what do you yeah, want? I'm, how, how do you want I'm to in the sa- I'm, a, I'm of the same mind as Brian because I'm going to choose Kim Kardashian so that she's no longer around. Okay. Let's go with that being Oprah. Get her out of here. Wow. Okay. That, what, a weird, <laughs> what a weird thing to say. Why do you go to Halloween parties? To show off your costume for the food? To make out with a hottie? To hang out with friends? To dance with a cutie? To people watch because you are the party? To get your drink on? To laugh at people's costumes? People watch. To get my drink on. People watch. To get my drink on. Alright, here we go. Oh my god. You both have the same answer. Ha! <laughs> you are both, and it's not one character. You are both Ice and J. <laughs> <laughs> Which is incredible. You're not one to listen to authority because you play by your own rules. You come off as tough to others, but in reality, all you're trying to do is have a with that being said, we pick such different answers. <laughs> you really fun. did. That's what this is. My theory is that only one question actually matters in these things. Uh, with that being said, let us dive into our flick of the week. Hocus Pocus, released in 1993, rated PG. A curious youngster moves to Salem, where the struggles to fit in before awakening a trio of diabolical witches that were executed in the 17th century. Yeah. I concur. To see what you would say. Uh, this movie's just a straight up classic. Uh, is it though? It is. You don't you don't feel that way? Let me answer your question, Brian. Yes it is. <laughs> Thank you. You, you know it like was a failure when it came out, right? Uh not by In my standards. Way? I was a child and it didn't matter what money was, and I loved the movie. <laughs> In what way was it a failure? It didn't gain like traction until like years later. Well liked. It, first of all, this wasn't a theatrical release, was it? Uh, I don't think. I think it was just yeah. a Disney release. Um, yeah, yeah uh, it was just a Disney, like, on, like, TV, like, TV premiere type of thing. Um, and I don't understand how it could have been considered a failure, because it's been played a billion times on TV every year at Halloween. I remember watching this, uh, I don't remember watching it when it first came out, because I was, like, three, but I remember it from being quite a young child. So it was played every year at Halloween. I, I feel like it was a success. We're trying to... Brian wants Just me to look Google up... Google was Hocus Pocus a failure. Okay, it was Hocus Pocus a failure. <laughs> Can you, in a separate time, look, look up... Was Brian Rooney a failure? Oh, snap. <laughs> first, first response. The, the movie was a major flop. That's, that's... I don't know. That's strange. By what definition, though? Because it, if it wasn't a theatrical release, we're not doing it based on box office dollars to budget, so... Well, it says, this is, okay. That says box office. This is from Yahoo Entertainment, so bear with me. The magical tale of how Hocus Pocus went from box office flop to Halloween favorite. Uh, You guys continue. I'm going to go, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. (laughs) I'm not sure if we can. I feel like we're all waiting with bated breath. Well, I like, I I don't dislike. I watch it probably about 30 times a year because my wife has to watch it in the fall. (laughs) It's okay. Like I like it. I like parts of it. 
I, think I assumed so. you. I assumed you're a big fan because you wanted to be on this episode. Okay, so well, yeah. Uh, just for clarity, it did release in theaters. Uh, it was fourth place at the weekend box office. Quickly dropped out of the top ten and ultimately earned just thirty nine point five million. And what was the budget? Uh, it could I'm, not be high. That information is not readily available. I would say that has to be pretty significantly lower because it clearly did not go with much of a budget to effects. It was all practical effects, and the couple of CGI's are very, very, very cheap. That in the way that they would be for a TV release. To speak on practical effects, when uh, I guess jumping ahead a little bit, when uh, the zombie gets up and the moths come out of his mouth, those are real goddamn moths. Uh, hang oh, on, really? I have a note in here. Speaking of visual effects. The visual effects of this movie, far better than the Walking Dead TV show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of them. Including Lightning Hands. That was pretty bad. Still so. better! Then also, why... You, there. <laughs> <laughs> why is... Binks' face is amazing. Oh, yeah. How did they do that? <laughs> Back then. That was 93. That was impressive. There was some stuff that came out after that that is trash. Yeah. And like I said, I could have swore this was a TV movie. I thought, I it, thought was it was too. too. That was cute. <laughs> we had same seats because uh, like, like the couple of times that they decide to go to CGI it looks like a TV movie um, in all that that means good and bad the budget was 28 million and it earned 39 so it's not exactly a huge flop I'm really surprised the budget's that high I mean like I get that they, they cast three fairly well known actresses well not really um, especially well, Bette was well Bette Midler known. and Sarah Kathy Jessica Najimi. Parker wasn't well known yet, and the other woman I can't remember her her name. Kathy Najimi. Yeah, Kathy yeah. Najimi. She, I mean, she's not exactly an A-lister, but she was fairly well known. And the same year or the year before, was she already she a sister was, actor? She was, yeah, sister actor. I think it was ninety two, wasn't it? Yeah, ninety two and ninety three. Well, there was, yeah, the, yeah. Well, there was a sequel, right? Yep, and she was also in Rat Race. Also, fun. <laughs> yeah, but that was ten years later. No, but it's such a good movie. Um, fun fact. Fun. F- <laughs> Fun fact, Sister Act was actually written for the lead to also have been Bette Midler, but she chose not to do it, and instead it was Whoopi Goldberg. Hmm. Uh, Mary was almost... Oh, that's That would make sense, too. So, but wait, hang on, though. Back, back it up to the beginning. You don't, you don't consider this movie a classic? I consider it a classic because I have to watch it multiple times a year, but... You don't enjoy <laughs> it? Sometimes. I gotta be in the mood, but... You know, just... I'll give you that on account of you've been if you're watching it multiple times a year, that's a, that is a lot. And then I just like pick out some things. I'm like, well, that's stupid. <laughs> like, uh, well, there's a there's a couple of things that that uh, in pre spoiler territory, I guess not that it matters too much. But it's, it's very it came old. Out. Uh, just a couple of quick notes though. I do I tend to forget until the movie starts that it was from Disney. Disney. Yeah. yeah, it's like it does the castle and the the, the fanfare. And I'm like, oh right, right. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, I think the music and the costume design are fantastic. Yes, costume design is fantastic. It's unbe- like it's it's really it's really good. Yeah, and there's actually some costume things hinting at like, stuff like um, God, what the hell's the girl's? Which one? Allison. Couldn't think of her name. Like Allison, in the beginning has like a a red blazer that looks almost like what the witches wore because fan theories are that Allison's a witch. That's why she was so drawn to the book and why the book opens its eyes at the end. Like, there's a lot of cool things around costumes. Have you read the sequel? Uh, no, we have it. Okay. But I haven't read it. And Disney Plus is actually making a sequel. Which is kind of cool. That's well, another no reason. idea who's in it yet. Oh, no. They haven't announced anything. I hope Ice is in it. I hope Ice and Jay are in it. 
Well, they like, could you could you imagine like fifty five year old ice? Okay, listen. Well, we they, were... there was a thing like two years ago where they were on. Really? Yeah, it was a twenty fifth anniversary. Was that last? Shoot. Uh, Kim Kim watches the show The Affair. Did either of you watch that? Uh, my no. She watches it so every once in a while I'm in the room all the time. And I was in the room this particular episode. One single episode, maybe two scenes. This guy in like a surf town is on screen. And she goes, who? First time he's on screen. Who is that? Second time he's on screen. Oh, that's the bully from Hocus Pocus. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, how did you? <laughs> and she looks it up. She's like, yeah, it's him. <laughs> Blew my mind. Jay. It was Jay. One of the two of you. Because I guess together you were Jay and I. But um, anyway, so the other thing I wanted to mention the character, the the character of the witches, and how they portray these witches. How did they come up with this? Uh, the absurd, like the way they play off each other, and the ridiculous, like mannerisms they each have. They're hysterical. Like, where did this come from? Is this something that was written, or is this something the actor, the actors came up with as they did? And it? like, and like, you know, like the teeth for Bette Midler. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Well, like the the lipstick that makes her mouth look even smaller. Yes. Yes. It's really great. It really, it really is. But like, even like the. So you have, like, the bumbling idiot, mm-hmm. you have the one that's in charge of everything, and you have, like, the, the kiss-up, like, the, the kiss-ass that wants to, like, you know, be, all, like, be great and help her with everything. And it's just, like, but the way they all play together, it's just, it's so good. Yeah. They play over I have so to well. imagine that that was drawn from some, like, I, I didn't read it, but it was that, like, um, wasn't there one of the, the Shakespeare was the one with the witches or whatever? Tempest? I don't remember, but... Wasn't there like a whole thing? It wasn't was one of like the the bubble bubble toil and trouble and all that shit? Didn't they do the whole thing at I, like the beginning? I was never really a fan of Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah, neither was I. But I feel like that there's there's some Shakespeare that opens with witches stirring a cauldron and stuff like that. Okay. I wonder if the interplay is based off of that, or if it's like the fates from Greek tragedy type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah, I'm sure you could look. De- that, that's the thing. I feel like you could you could probably look deeper into it, but don't. Because at face value, it's so good. <laughs> you yeah, just enjoy it. Have a good yeah, time. It's a, great, it's a really entertaining movie. I, I read something that I don't... That... Hang on. That being said, it's 1993. We're in spoiler territory from here on out. Go on. What were you going to say? Well, tubular. Nice. <laughs> so, 1993, and so the, when they get hung, it's 1693. Or... I forget. I don't know. Apparently, like, people say that this trial is like, historically is an that's kind of oh, funny. who the hell cares? Yeah, right. But like, when I looked up the dates, like I felt like it, it did match up. I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> but yeah, it might not be historically accurate, and that's what people bitch about. I mean, that's that's pretty standard for the internet yeah. as a whole. Uh, just gotta uh, going through the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I so I took notes. I watched it today in preparation. And going through, I just took random notes down as it went through. So my notes are in semi-chronological order unless I'm right, so you want to just go through and well, we'll add well, Yeah, exactly. So I'll go through and then, uh, and yeah, jump in wherever you want. And, color. and even if you jump ahead, that's fine. Uh, the first thing I wanted to point out is the opening run. When Thackeray is running through... What kind of name is that, by the uh, way? It's, it, yeah. Uh, okay, so how old... How many times have you seen the movie before you realized it was and, Thackeray? And thought it was Zachary? Yeah. Yeah, uh... Last year, I was gonna say it was it was it was not that long ago, and I went what? Unfortunately, <laughs> it was also for me like a year or two ago, and I've seen this movie a good fifty times. Right. Anyway, he's Thackeray's running through the thicket, <laughs> and he's going towards Thackeray the through the thicket. <laughs> I had to. Yeah, uh, and he's so he's running towards the house uh, to try to find Emily, and 
I don't know if you noticed this. He is more limbs are flailing than the human body has as he's running <laughs> through that field. And it's just like, what was the direction of that? Flail more. Like, it's almost as if his shirt is semi-off so that his arm can flail while his sleeve is also flailing. And I just don't understand what... He's like he's running and he doesn't have control over his shoulders or arms. And it's it's, it's something that I noticed in this viewing. I get it. He was an employee from Al Harrington's Wacking Waving Arm. <laughs> yes. Wacking Waving Inflatable Arm Phone 2 Man. Three things about Thackeray. Mm-hmm. Uh... One. Stop it with the th- alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> the three things about Thackeray. <laughs> One. Baron. The the <laughs> the actor who is playing Thackeray. That's McGee on Criminal Minds. That blew my mind. I realized that. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. Uh, uh, we. I was gonna. I thought about earlier that we should do a segment of where are they now. Yeah. <laughs> but go on. <laughs> uh, two. The original person for that role was DiCaprio, and then he did uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape right. instead. And I feel like I knew that one. Three, the voice of the cat is not the actor's voice. Yeah, I just found that out a couple weeks ago. That was That's absurd. Me. Why? I don't remember why. There is a reason, but I don't That's kind of funny. Yeah. Oh my god. Go on. Um, also, when you, if you're going to ask where are they now, um, specifically, Thora Birch is on the new season of The Walking Dead. She's arguably the, the most... Wait, who well, like she, out, outside of the, the she, she, well, she was the one who was amongst the people who was launched from this. Well, not this movie specifically, but three movies came out within like a two or three year succession. The two Jack Ryan movies and this movie that she was in all in quick succession. Who was she on The Walking Dead? She is one of. Have you been keeping up with the new season? Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, she's one of the two sisters. The one who's not dead. Um, spoiler alert. The two sisters who are part of the Whisperers. Oh. Okay, that's kind of cool. The one that, like, that Alpha's, like, grooming to be her, like, new daughter. Gotcha. Interesting. Um, I think. So, the next thing, uh, he runs into the house. Well, first off, I have a lot of issues with this scene. It's fine. I just have a lot of issues with this scene because, one, he's got his head in the window and he feels the need to go, Emily, and get... All of their attention. That's one. <laughs> just just kickstart this whole thing. That was stupid. Two, Fair. and this is the thing that really bothers me the most about this. To stay hidden, he walks through all of the water. Like, I don't... <laughs> as he's coming around the house and then climbs up the water wheel. Climbing up the water wheel, I get. But he drenches himself for no reason. <laughs> uh, and then three, when he's in the house and they're standing off around the giant cauldron. It's almost as if they didn't really know how to do that scene, and it was a very small space, <laughs> because they could just grab him. <laughs> He's not far away from them at all. <laughs> and then he ends up... But it's just like, it's just a very tight quarters thing, and it just doesn't... That one particular area, there's just things wrong with it that... Yeah. 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 That was a dark times for Disney. And if you watch it, after you dead... Is she really? Yeah, child actors. 100%. (laughs) Breathing heavily. Uh, Things they never noticed. When they hang the three sisters, after they hang it, hang them, the people start walking away. One of those people is like just this giant executioner (laughs) with a giant hood, and he's just walking away slowly and almost sad (laughs) out of this scene, and I never noticed it before. Okay. Also, I feel like the executioner should be the one like taking them down. After the hanging has been done, like not right. leaving with the rest of the group. Yep. But like, no, it's fine. We'll just leave those. But although I guess back then they used to like send messages. Yeah. Like, we hung those witches, 
anyone who comes by, you'll see they're rotting witch corpses to know that it, don't be a witch here. But that, that same scene, Binks goes up to the dad. Is meowing at them? Talk right. to him. Right! Yeah. Right. That never bothered me until today. Why could No, you that, just... that bothered me for a long time, but then like, I realized eventually. Right. Does he well, not... I wondered if I wondered if he had to like retrain himself how to speak. Maybe. Because that was like, you know, within like the same day or two. And, you know, he had 300 years to figure out how to communicate to other humans. Well, I feel, I feel like if that were the case, he wouldn't be speaking with an ex. <laughs> <laughs> so, denied. <laughs> but a different accent, because it's a different voice. Yeah. Uh, so, checking off, why doesn't Thackeray speak to his father from my list <laughs> of things? <laughs> Alright, we're in present day. There's a lot of West Coast hate in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And, and also, fun fact. Fuck you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that is the only appropriate response. <laughs> That's pretty funny, though. I feel like in a lot of movies, they pay attention to a lot of details. To miss that is kind of silly. And there's also a full... Nope. Okay, now you're... Just, <laughs> Fuck you, now, now you're out of control. Um... Yeah, but they have a, they have a lot of choice things to say about. They're like they're mocking um, being healthy, being healthy. They're mocking being polite. <laughs> they're mocking his attire. Uh, it's just not it's not great, uh, and it just makes the it makes Salem seem very ignorant <laughs> in this time. Well, you know what it is though? I think it's probably pretty accurate because it's like a hallmark of the pre-internet age, but sure. only just barely. Where it's like, the only thing I know about California is occasionally watching MTV. Um, like, right. and I guess maybe whatever movies in which they, of course, play up those sorts of stereotypes. Like, without having the internet or, like, you know, the ability for people to go on long-distance flights, I guess, on a budget. Yeah. 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 They're basically another world. Yeah. It's just, it just, I never noticed it before. Um, we go into uh, Max meeting Jay and Ice. The two of you. Ernie. Uh, Ernie. How many times do I got to tell you, man? My name <laughs> is Ice. ice. It's this ice. is Ice. This is Ice. <laughs> the way, and it, that it, spin and point, uh, it hurts me. Physically. So, so terrible. <laughs> I, guess, I guess technically I have to be Ice because right now I can't breathe through my nose. Oh, nice. <laughs> but she calls him mouth breather, right? Yeah. Well, he's, no, he, Well, he says to him. He goes, you know, something, oh, well, why don't you learn how to breathe through your nose? And and Jay starts laughing at him until he, like, looks at him. Right. As he's going, as he's going. <laughs> <laughs> Very uncomfortable. Another thing that I, uh, it never dawned on me until this viewing, how out of touch the parents are with their kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, wasn't he wearing shoes? Yes. Or something like I that? I have that line right here. <laughs> he wasn't wearing any shoes. Well, it must be some sort of protest. <laughs> Why wouldn't you ask about his shoes? There's something weird going on there. Also, who steals shoes? Also, they wouldn't be the same size. No, 100% not. Uh, and riding home on your bike with socks would be pain. Uh, following up, we're in Max's room. We get our introduction to Danny, if who you, is... If you go back, though, yeah, to circle back. Uh, Max giving the note to Alice with mm-hmm. his number, and yeah. then Allison giving it back, after you've seen the movie 50 times a year, you realize they're different notes. Really? Amazing. They both say Max Dennison and the number, but they're written differently on, like, different size. That's Continuity right. errors. Yep, yep. So... By the way, these things that we're all talking about, it's for the reasons why I always just assume this was a TV movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Accurate. So, 
So we meet Danny in Max's bedroom uh, where she scares him by sneaking out of the closet, which was a... That was a cool, like, thriller scene. Like, having the camera in the closet looking through the slats. Like, I like that. Like, that, like, reminding you that this is, like, a, a spooky movie. Not yeah, like, very spooky, clearly but... meant to be an homage to, like, the slasher movies yeah. of the 80s, which weren't that far in the rear view. Mm-hmm. Which was also great when she bursts through the door and, and scares the crap out of him and then she dies on the bed and she goes, Kiss me, I'm Alice! <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Uh, very awkward, but it was it's also very funny. Yeah, was anyone else like even from when they were rather young been like there's some weird sexual yeah, undertones like, like here going on. I don't I don't like this. In that scene and also the scene where uh where where Binks gives her a kiss on the cheek at the end and it's just uh, lingers a little too long. Yeah, was- um a little less because he's a ghost. But yes. <laughs> so also, he gets a ghost pass. Also, why is she so upset? I'm saying yes, because he had no ability to act on it, he gets a ghost pass. <laughs> because they just moved across the country and she had one friend and now he's dead. For like it was her it was hours. her special magical talking cat friend For like who died. Six hours. Well Yeah, but like well, three, you know, the, because like, he died halfway between and she thought she lost him already. <laughs> also, like you remember the whole thing from Speed, which came out like a year later, about how like heightened situations cause forced feelings and emotions that don't hold up over time, and now impressionable youth like adds to that even more. Other things to note about Danny: she is terrible, so loud. <laughs> oh my so god, when she screams that at the is... end of that scene! I've never wanted to punch a child. <laughs> if you think about it, she is the absolute worst. Yeah, like start to finish, worst. Yeah, no, yeah, just mostly in the first half. Yeah, I guess that's true. She kind of she gets a little bit better towards the end, right? She she grows up a little bit better. She starts being a little bit more appreciative. Like yeah. she's like genuinely appreciative when when he like offers to sacrifice himself for her. You know what I mean? Like, so uh, after this next one, we're gonna get into another example of Danny being terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before that, when they're leaving the house for trick or treating, mm-hmm. and the dad goes, "What are you? I'm a rap singer." What? <laughs> 1990s from California, my ass. <laughs> a rap singer. Okay, so then uh, they're going through cheating. Uh, Danny gets her candy and she's leaving and Ice and Jay are in the way. For Next, your information, he's a little leaguer. <laughs> right, which is a great line. Uh, but after that whole sitch, and they walk away. Also, uh he doesn't. Max doesn't try. This is this is poorly shot. This one scene because it's. A, I think he's supposed to think that he's trying to leave, and Ice steps in his way, but he just walks into him. Like he he just straight up steps three steps into Ice's chest to get the scene to continue to move, and it's wrong. Uh, that being said, after that <laughs> they're going to the next house, and Danny says, "You should have punched him." To which Max replies, "They would have killed me." To which Danny replies. At least you would have died like a man. And I, and I heard that this time and went, Damn, Danny! <laughs> Savage! Yeah, like, she was, like, channeling her inner, like, Marlon Brando, like, opening, like, of The Godfather. You can act like a man! <laughs> but what, and now, I forgot, I didn't write this particular one down, but after that, he, uh... He, what did he say? Collect your candy and get out of my life? He, he says yes. something very mean. <laughs> and I was like, Ooh. And that, then there's that whole awkward scene in the hay patch. Again, sexual undertones, yeah, weird. It's it's strange. Oh, when he goes after her. When she cries yeah, yeah, yeah. awkwardly. But also, when you talk about candy, Jay's like, jump out your stash! Who, who does that? Even yeah. in the 90s. Also, the high-fiving is very hard to... <laughs> <laughs> they high-five. It's they too, too, too so much. bad. 
Um, when they go to Allison's house, they just walk they in. They walk in the house. What is that? <laughs> there was nothing that said walk in. Right. Did you notice this, Al? I don't understand. Well, I forget because I did watch it like two weeks ago. Um, but I've seen the movie a million times. I, you know, you kind of ultimately internalize them and don't recall all the details. Right. I forget. Do they ring the doorbell no. first and then no one answers? They just walk because in. It's pretty obvious that there's a party going on right. inside, right? So I was wondering, I couldn't remember if like they rang the bell and like there was no response. Because like, you're right, there was no like sign saying come in. Nope. But then they walked in and there's clearly a bowl there for kids to take candy from. Which they're about to steal all of. Yes. Ah. What well, was it? Because it was like full Snickers or some shit? It was Clark full bars, candy right? bars. Yeah. yeah, but like was it, it wasn't like the little bite-sized no, ones. No, wasn't it, was it like full, full bars? bars? It, was, it was the good house on the block. It was the Bill Burr yeah. house. Uh, the... Uh, so that reminds me actually of the the meme I see every time uh, every year around this time online where it's like the Grim Reaper like going to this house of like this little old lady and he's got like his sickle out and he's ready to go and like the woman is just handing out candy he's like no 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 I'm here to take your so- oh those are full snickers never mind we're good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so they just walk into that house there's a the couple that's what that's the scene with the Yabos. With the Yabos lines, it's just it's still you, so funny to me. Do you know? No, were we talking about that last week or the week before? I think so. The the party going on in the background. Do you see all their costumes? Yeah, they're like you know the white like wigs, whatever the hell it's called. I feel like uh, they just had costumes left over from the earlier shoot, like the shoot of the first scene of the movie, and they were like, well, let's just repurpose. They're these. all dressed like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would assume, considering how up that te- that up their own asses that town is about their history, like of being Salem and all that, um, and how clearly obsessed that family specifically is with because didn't she say the mother used to run the Sanderson sisters like yeah. like um, historical yeah. landmark or whatever I just assume that every year they throw a party in which it's a costume party where they all recreate the time because right, that's yeah. their history and going back to that fan theory about Allison being a witch yeah, like there's, that, there's that a lot of pointers in, now yeah. that I'm thinking about that ties into that too interesting uh, so they go to the they go to the Sanderson sisters house to what is now which is the amount of cobwebs in there for something that was recently a museum. Yeah. A little absurd. A little absurd. Uh, more absurd. Max Well, they is... never really said how long it had been since they shut it down. You said recently. Though, yeah, it was recent. It? Yeah, but like, how much re- recent? Like two months? Regardless, it, it wouldn't be covered in yeah. cobwebs. Like, the entire thing would be covered in cobwebs. It was like it wasn't touched in 300 years. Uh, That's true. My The issue that I take with this is that Max is just going to steal that lighter. <laughs> yep. Man, kind of a dick. Dick move. Well, it's so many lighters. What's that? There was multiple lighters too, right? Well, it was because it was a gift shop. Uh, which yeah, is yeah. also a reason yeah. why it shouldn't have been covered in cobwebs. Like that. Also, that shouldn't be filled. That's a good point. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. If they just decided to close it down because people weren't coming around anymore, like, whatever. It is weird that they'd have that much merchandise still just sitting around or whatever, but... but lighters are never filled. Uh, and then it is in that scene where we get the most, oh, he said it line of, oh, come on, it's just a bunch of Hocus Pocus. And then she yep. knows he said it because she throws it in his face like in the next scene. That is, I'm glad you bring that up. Because I always I wonder was, about that myself. That is very strange. There's a lot of things that, that she says where it's like, but you weren't even there. Right. Like, <laughs> like you had to ask what a bus is, but you told them license and registration. Come on. Right. Oh, that's a good point. That's, uh, that's one of those like a little anachronistic like gags that's like honestly I'm willing to give him a pass because it's funny. 
Well, yeah, as, as part of those things, uh, when they don't understand the concept of the road, yes. and they think it's a black river, mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. Is, that's a great scene. And then she throws her yeah. into the river? Yeah. <laughs> like, so savage. Uh, and she is very creepily and uncomfortably boy crazy. That mm. one witch. What was her name? The Sarah witch. No, her, the witch. Isn't she Sarah? Yeah, I think, oh, yeah. Sarah. <laughs> I think Sarah just wanted to play Sarah. Awesome. Uh, yep, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Shocked by the Road, pretty great. When they get on the bus, and I mentioned this line to, to Brian earlier, mm-hmm. uh, and this is where some more of the very mm-hmm. uncomfortable things I probably wouldn't fly. I think I heard you saying it as I was walking upstairs before. <laughs> uh, the line is, bubble, bubble, I'm in trouble. And it's just too much, and I can't handle it. Well, that's the line I was talking about that I'm pretty sure is from the beginning of whichever Shakespeare play. I don't remember which one it is, and it definitely opens with witches. I, now i got to find Bubble, bubble, toil, and trouble. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That, that, uh, the next line is what got me more, though. Which is? When she's like, we desire children. He's like, might take me a couple tries. But... Yeah! <laughs> yes, yeah. I remember saying that. Thinking what that myself. Hell? That was absurd. Uh, we... Speed bump! <laughs> Macbeth! That's that, the one. Macbeth. The uh, Song of the Witches from the beginning of Macbeth. The, uh, the speed bump. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah. When Binks dies. Also, Max, taking it real hard. It's all my fault. Yeah. It's all my fault. <laughs> I mean, it is. But, <laughs> but, like, they keep, like, the virgin jokes. He's in high school. Like, he yeah. probably should be a virgin. Yeah, and, like, it, you didn't get the impression that, like, he's a senior in high school either. Like, right. Like, they're probably, what, like, sophomores maybe? Like, juniors, I yeah, guess? Yeah, like, 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 oh, it was a little hard on him for being a virgin. Maybe this is, well, like, another and, and West the, the Coast best, The best line thing. is when 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 the, the fake cop, when he's talking yeah. to him, he goes, <laughs> and he pulls him aside. I just have one question. Are you really a virgin? He's like, yeah, I'll get a tattoo to my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> and then they even throw it in one last time at the end. <coughs> when Ghost Binks is walking out the sisters like, I had to wait 300 years for a virgin to light a candle. They, th- oh, they yeah. throwed that in. Threw it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they just they won't let him live that one down. Uh, also, that cop impersonating an officer. Real bad. <laughs> That's a crime. Bad dude. <laughs> I lay my life on the line. <laughs> Well, a again, couple of kids just yanking my chain. <laughs> so what, one one scene. Also, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say just with that very specific scene, real quick. Um, the second most annoying sound in this movie, behind that the opening scream. scene where Danny screams, the second most annoying sound is the girl laughing when he mm. tells him, mm-hmm. "Oh, it's just a bunch of kids." They thought it was a real cop, and she's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. "Yeah." And I was like, "Oh my god!" He's just like just another reason no. why he thought it was a TV movie. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh, a scene that I was excited to talk to, especially Anthony about. Sorry, Al. Um, it was, it's Sit so this one out. It's the end of the scene that I want to talk to Anthony about. But when they think they kill them at the school, they put them in an incinerator and are just gleeful about it. Yep, they're yeah, they're, they're dancing. Bitches, man. Yeah. Did you see what they were dancing in front of? An incinerator? No, it's outside. Like outside the school, they're dancing in front of something very specific. I don't what? think I noticed. The fountain from Friends. <laughs> what? Yes. What? I think you, I think you might be right, actually. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever that. read that anywhere, but I do remember at one point saying, this this fountain feels familiar, oh and I don't think um, I ever followed up on I it. I did follow up on it, because I had that same thought. I'm like, that looks like... like we had just That's watched... That's amazing. Fr- we were watching Friends, and we watched Hocus Pocus, and vice versa, and I'm like, that's definitely it. And I Googled it, and it's the same fountain. 
That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I'm good with them dancing gleefully because they already heard the story from from Binks saying, "Oh yeah, they're actual witches." And by the way, you guys know that because you brought them back from the dead by lighting a candle that burns black. And oh yeah, she murdered the shit out of my sister who was like eight, and then turned me into a cat for three hundred years. Right. I feel like they're okay with dancing on their graves. That's fine. Sure. Um, but. So they're hunting. Also, they were hunting them that whole time, and they sent a zombie after them. But so they were hung in the beginning, right? Um, they make the stupid jokes about it, like you know, cat got my tongue, that crap. Oh whatever. my god, yeah. But there's a, there's a three of them and a crowd of people, and they can't manipulate the crowd. Meanwhile, in present day, there's a three of them and a crowd of people, and they're just all under a spell. Why couldn't they do that? Which, to by the way, get hung? absolutely, a, a, absolutely electric scene. By the way. Um, that whole situation, I put a spill on it's you. It's so good. good it was fantastic. Like, Bette Midler just owns the whole fucking room. Also, th- and the parents just still have no concept of what's gone on, which is I awesome. know. Oh my god, is Danny okay? Yeah, no, she's fine. Oh, then whatever, man. Like, Yeah, I see it. That's really funny. He showed me the Well, you know, you know that, that, that like, you know. considering... That it was unspoken, but you know that it was, all, like, totally supposed to be that those two parents are, like, potheads from California. Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, when they when they leave the party in, like, the credits, basically, they're just, yeah, like... Yeah, the, like, the post credit scene. I thought they partied hard in California, in L.A. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. It's just absurd. <laughs> Wait, uh, first of all, was that the first ever post-credit scene? It's not post. I don't think it's post. It's, like, well, it's, it's like right as it's starting, credit, I think. whatever, like... Uh, but, but before that... When they're when they're running through the town, they they when they, this is one of the probably the, in my opinion the most charming scene is when they meet Satan and they think it's Satan. I think that is tremendous. And the Sanderson sister. Yeah. So they come in the house and they're they're it's such a weird scene on many levels. Here's the line though. This is what I wanted to bring up to you that I had never heard before, where Mary goes, "Sisters, Satan has married Medusa. See the snakes in her hair." Yeah. <laughs> Do, do you know that the, the actor and actress that are married there are siblings? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's Laverne strange. from Laverne and Shirley. It's strange. And, and her brother, who was also a famous television actor from the 70s or whatever. They're, they're very funny characters. Yeah. And when she sicks the... This is a great scene. When she sicks the dog after them, and the dog runs after them, and then he puts two paws on the pumpkin as he walks on them. It's just adorable. <laughs> what, what show was Mary watching? She was watching TV. I don't remember. Oh, I remember with, that wait, wasn't the commercial out. with the baby running and the yeah, and the, it was like a famous commercial. Walker. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that that is big. okay. So yeah, we get into the we, we, oh, it was we, Gary Marshall and Penny Marshall. Penny yeah. Marshall was from Laverne and Shirley, and he was from something else. Happy Days, I think. Or no, he wrote on Happy Days. I guess I don't know. So we we get to the party. They put a spell on you. That that's it is a great scene. Um, both both versions of the song being sung are awesome. Uh, and then we incinerate. Oh, where she the she sings it like first, like acapella or whatever. Oh no, all, all three. I mean, even like the band that's playing it first, because they're playing it when they walk in. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, but then they stop and she's doing it like on her own, yeah. and then they turn it on to this whole big production yeah. and she's singing it or whatever. It's so it's so good. And then when they like yeah, oh my god, it's just it's just a fun scene. Uh, they they burn the sisters mm. and they celebrate and dance on. Them. That was uh, a tough scene to watch. The the incinerator. Yeah. Well, here's what I like about this now. That the you think that, like the movie could be over at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it just goes on for another act, which is really. And the movie would have been over if they didn't open the damn book. No. Yeah. 
they didn't know where they were, and then they opened the book, and the book let them... They would have just died from the sunrise in their house. Oh, okay. I mm. suppose that's possible. But I, I meant, like, the, the the incinerator was never going to kill them, I guess. Oh, right. No, no, no. But they didn't know where they were. But then they opened yeah, the book. Yeah, I and... still feel like they probably would have found some way to fi- that... find them. They still had time. Well, I feel like they were just accepting their demise until they saw the beam from the book. Yeah, they were. Yeah. You're right. Well, she's she's, she's that like she's actually really funny. <laughs> yes, doomed. Let, let's walk around and say goodbye to everything. <laughs> goodbye, Cauldron. You know, goodbye. <laughs> oh, I also like that scene uh, earlier on where they were trying to recreate the potion. Oh, and dead no. man's chungs. Well, yeah, the dead man. Oh, yeah, dead man's chung, chungs. Chungs, uh, but uh, no. When, that means when chungs. They, they're, they're oh my it. god, what are they gonna do to us? And uh, Sarah goes, <laughs> gonna cut off our chungs. Dead <laughs> toes. And and it's right, right. And it's just like, shut up. <laughs> dead man's toes. Dead man's nose. nose. Uh, dead man's chungs. Bun- chungs. Bun- chungs. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, Matt Max is straight up savage when he leaves when he takes the shoes and leaves them there to die. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, God. but you know what? Fuck those guys. Yeah, well, but like, yeah, no but... one's gonna find them. They died. I guess like to Max's point, he's like, I I already thought I murdered three people today. What's two more? Well, like, they don't <laughs> no, have cell I mean, phones. I feel like probably the calling. next day he would have like called the police anonymously and been like, Hey, there's two miscreants who are like fucking around at the Sanderson estate, and they're like, Okay, we'll be off to check it out. Yeah, maybe they would have survived the day. I don't know. That was. They sucked, but... They stole his shoes, man. Yeah, and also, he didn't put up any fight for that. He was just like, yeah, take my shoes, like... Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, if two dudes popped up on me like that, I would have just kept riding my bike and not stopped to say hi. Or, he still was in position on the bike to take off. You could stop and be like, ah, not for me, see ya. And just push off and go. Ah, they kind of surrounded him, like... Did they? I don't remember. Once he stopped and let them co- roll up on him, like he was pretty much. They also seemed harmless by their introductions at first. This sure, but on the, on the other hand, like you're in the middle of nowhere, so you're not gonna fuck with two guys. Like it's not like he was exactly like any sort of like fit dude who's gonna beat up two. Took other down dudes three witches. Up. Yeah. Wait a minute. They're... They stop him in the cemetery, right? Yes. So they're just chilling there. Yeah. Yes. Also, why is he riding through the cemetery? Yeah, it's just disrespectful. They should take well, he's shoes. only he's only lived in this town for like a week. He probably doesn't know where he's going and shit. I, I mean, you know if you're going through a cemetery, yeah. it's fairly obvious. Well, yeah, but once you're in the cemetery, <laughs> how, how you know cool you have to go that room, direction. His room is amazing. You know what's not amazing? When he runs up the stairs and sulks. In that early scene when Danny's like wants him to go out with him trick or treating. Oh yeah, he, like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, that, steps. Um, that was the angstiest bullshit is, in the world. We we went to Salem a couple weeks ago. I went by the houses. You know that house is a corner house on the water, like on the ocean. That's pretty cool. Really? Yeah. It's like, always funny, like with those things out of context. So that house is an actual house. Like people live in that house. Like normal people. And live. Brian's rolling up front. They're like, "Go away, well, <laughs> Miracle Max." You, you gotta. <laughs> a lot of people roll up on that house and take pictures. It 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 looks. Head on, like right out of the movie, but the scenery is wildly different. That's funny. Um, and then her well, they, house—it's amazing when they do shit like that. Like the same thing happened with the movie Michael Clayton. Part of one of the scenes was shot like two minutes from my house. It's the scene with the big open field with the horses, with the the big um, the metal like structure behind the train tracks. That's like not even a mile from my house. And when I watched that scene in the movie, I was like. 
oh my god, it looks completely different because they cut out like there's a whole bunch of houses near there. There's like a whole like of like other side of the street and everything that's going on. It's all just gone and it's just wide open field. It's like it could not be any more different. It looks like it's in like like this beautiful like countryside of like Ireland, which is not how this looks like over here at all. I, like the the bridge itself looks cool as shit, and that's why they took the shot there. But it's like I feel like they dramatically altered that. Knowing the the surroundings of where a movie's taking place just fucks with you for the whole. Movie. Like oh yeah, Staten Island summer. I don't know if oh you ever God. saw that. It's really funny. It's but it's so bad. They walk from the Great Hill Swim Club to the Verrazano Bridge. Yeah. Not possible. Yeah. Right, well, possible, but not not, not accurate. Well, right. remember the time we rode bikes? Yeah. Woo! That was a mistake. Yeah, uh, we, we we rode bikes, didn't get well. We got far and then realized we had to get back. Yeah. So <laughs> we took our bikes onto the train and then got yelled at by a man that we're supposed to ride the bikes, not get on the train. But... Nice. Um, and it's just like you ride a bad guy. Uh, sorry, just circling back. You said Clayton before, Michael. And yes. anytime I hear that name, which is not often, but when I do hear that name, all I can think about is Saving Silverman. Do you remember the line in Saving Silverman with Clayton? No. The two friends that uh, that uh, Jason Biggs... Jack Black, Steve Zahn. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, but the Jason Biggs is set up with like these two friends by Judith. That are, oh, like, yeah. Simple. And uh, when they, they're introduced to each other, and he goes, uh, Wayne goes, Clayton. And then they they both attack them, and uh, JD goes, "Die, replacement friend! Eat shit, fake Wayne!" <laughs> I love that movie so. It's funny when when I think of Clayton, I always think of uh, animated Tarzan when he's doing like when he's like learning how to like speak English, and he's like Clayton. Oh my god! And he's like like he like loves learning that word for some reason, he's like, <laughs> and then he starts walking around like him. He's, Clayton. With his chest puffed out. There is one character that we've failed to mention, or like not dive into, if that's Billy. Uh, oh, yeah. Who is just, uh, it's just a funny character, and I love it. And oh, he's absolutely. just getting wrecked the entire movie. And when he finally catches Max so that he can slit, slit the uh, stitches open in his mouth to tell her off, it is incredible. And only topped... By the scene where he goes to sleep again. Yeah. <laughs> and he just yawns and he falls back into the grave. I can't believe that's real moths in his mouth. That Yeah, that's... I can't believe that I only found out a couple of weeks ago that that's Doug Jones. Who is it? Obviously that name didn't have any weight for you guys. It's Doug Jones, um, famed creature actor who's in like all of the Guillermo del Toro movies in which he was like Abe Oh, and is it really? The... The fish creature from, um, what's it called? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, sh- the color... The, shape of water. The shape of water? Shape of water? Uh, in, uh, this is a, a silly joke movie, but, um, a joke for the, for, uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot, but he refers to the shape of water, and he does the fish fins with his hands, and then he <laughs> does, does the little blowjob motion. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <to reference. laughs> He's also, what's it called, um, the uh, Pan's Labyrinth, he's the weird creature with the hands in, that have the eyes in it and shit like that. Yes. Who do I? Who is? That? Sorry. Uh, as we were scrolling through IMDb, because I wanted to pull it up, and now I know who you're talking about. I was showing him that it's a Stackery Biggs voice, and now he's probably gonna be going, "Oh, that guy, Jason Marsden, who played Jason somewhere. He played Max Goofy. He was also he's a voice actor in the Goofy movie. His name was Jason somewhere else in the Goofy gonna, movie. Yeah. Where you're gonna say, "Oh, where was it? Also, Jason. Where you're gonna recognize him from? You're gonna down. How far down do I have to go? Childhood down. Yeah, who's in Reaper of Souls? The Diablo. 
who wear the Batman. Young Bruce Wayne. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, keep DuckTales going. Remastered. This keep going, damn it. Childhood. Childhood. How far down do I have to go for this? Oh my god. He's... This guy works. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> the Mask. He was in the TV Mask. TV series. There was a TV show for The Mask? It was a com- uh, uh, comic. It was a cartoon. Oh my god, there was that. Yeah. The Legend of Tarzan. Grace. Yeah, I'm not fine. Spies. Why don't you just tell me? Who's a boy meets world? Just tell me the name of the movie. Who's a boy meets world? He was Eric's friend. Oh my god! <laughs> when did Boy Meets World come out? That I can't find it. Hang on, I gotta look at the picture. Oh my god, that's really funny. That he was only in like one or two seasons, right? And then like maybe came back. A only little he bit. came back. He was only on a few episodes. Yeah, he's that. That's really funny. This guy is credited though. Two hundred and seven actor that's credits. Like Nick Cage. Yeah, that's up there. <laughs> That is insane. What's this counter at now? Good for him. What's Nick Cage? That guy works. Let's find out what Nick Cage is up to these days. Who did we find that was like extremely higher than him? Oh, man. Danny I think... Trejo. Was it Danny Trejo? <laughs> That's not. It's Nicolas Cage. Was it Danny Trejo? I feel like... So, this was back when we did... Um, when we were doing the shit show. We would, we would check in periodically with certain actors to find out how many credits they have on IMDb. And like we always just assumed that Nicolas Cage had just the highest because he was in so many ridiculous things. Oh, Samuel, Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson obviously was up there as well. But then we can't... I forgot who we... Only 104. Look up Danny Trejo. I feel like it was him. Okay, so look up Danny Trejo. If you, well, the thing is, it depends on if you're just talking about people who do live action stuff because if you look at people who do voiceover, there's people who have like 500 credits. Yeah. Well, all right. So Danny Trejo, 390 credits. Jeez. Insane, but I actually think it was um, who what was the guy that played Dooku? What was his name? Oh, Christopher Lee. He's gonna have a big number. Christopher Lee. Let's see what he's at. What he was set in stone. Uh, wow. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, IMDb is is being a little sluggish for me today, but uh, he is uh, two eighty one. What's what's Sammy J at? Sammy. Wow, J that's so pretty incredible. Is, it is. But see, like. Like, if you want to talk about a serious number, Jim Cummings, 548 acting credits. Now, pre- that's predominantly voice acting, but still. Yeah. So, I was watching Die Hard 3 earlier today. Samuel Jackson was in that. He's so good in that. They're, they're, that, that that's a great Die Hard with a Vengeance? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so last one we'll look up. Samuel Jackson, 188. So Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. What was it, 390? That was absurd. <laughs> Oh man, you were right though. You you, you called it. Uh, so Billy uh, getting his head knocked off really funny, and then also here you go, Billy, as she picks up the head and hands him. Adorable. <laughs> also, when he when he gets his fucking hands or his fingers like crushed by the bus, and he's, just and he's trying to <laughs> yeah, because it was before he cut his mouth open. Also, that was a really dark story, which they like gloss over really quickly. Yeah, like oh yeah, like he was. In love with um with, with Sarah with, with with Winnie and then Sarah was fucking around with him and then Winnie fed him poison sewed his mouth shut and then they buried him alive or whatever like holy shit yeah, dude that's, <laughs> dark. That that's Disney that is some <laughs> uh do, do we know why I don't I don't think it's ever explained or why Winnie turns to stone and the other two just disappear and then she eventually does like blow up but like why did she turn to stone Probably just dramatic effect. Stupid. Her... Wait a minute. Did she turn to stone because she landed on the, the hollowed ground? Oh, that's a possibility. The, the others the was other two, two were the other two the were flying. Well, then how'd she even land on the hollowed ground? 
Well, I think she was like on. I think she was like on the broom, and then I think she comes off well, of it yeah, and like all of the craziness. I don't know. I could be wrong about that, but also that seems intense. And like Max looks terrified, and rightfully so. He she turns into a stone, holding him. His shirt rips. He falls down, and he looks like he's ready to just fight whoever's gonna come up to him. <laughs> well, he's getting manhandled by a three hundred year old woman. So yeah, but yeah, like absolutely manhandled. She grabs him by the chest and lifts him up into the air. All they they had ice and and Jay, Joe. They could have just gave one of them the potion. And- nah, they weren't young enough. The thing is, they don't really go. But into Max it, but like, was. Yeah, no. But the thing is, I don't think the two of them were supposed to be high school bullies. I think those dudes were in their twenties, like in the movie. Maybe it had to do with Max being a virgin. Ooh, that's a good point too. But let's be serious. So was Ernie. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> um. But no, can we go back to can we go back to the fact that. Bette Midler has stronger forearms and shoulders than me, in which she was able to lift a 15-year-old boy a witch. up into the air. <laughs> Which just I mean, have crazy powers. How witches work. What else you guys got? Any closing thoughts <laughs> on this movie? Um, well, I just... This movie is like way better like written than it has any right to be. Oh, yeah. I agree with you. I mean, like, there's like some solid, like... One-liners, some setups to jokes, just general, like, even with some of the potholes in the story, like, overall, the story is pretty well-written. Yeah. Um, it, like, like three-dimensional characters, including, like, a young girl, teenage kids, these 300-year-old witches, the zombie has its own right. backstory and storyline, like, and, like, character development, a fucking cat. Yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> It's also like its own genre, right? Like this is the the comedy, slightly spooky Halloween movie. Like it's its own. It started family friendly, family friendly comedy horror movie. Oh, really? They changed it during during its development. It was like I wonder if that's where some of those elements, like Billy's backstory and stuff, came from from the original draft of the movie. They should totally just drop an R-rated Hocus. That would be if they. So Disney's making the sequel, right? Without the three of them, would you watch it? Yeah. Pro- probably not. I don't know if I would. Oh, I'm going to watch it. I, if they're going to make a, a sequel to it after all this time, I, I want to see what it's about. Uh, they wrote, I mean, there's that book. I am curious how that is. They have, yeah, clearly have a story. So, I'm curious. Do you think Disney is just going to ruin properties, though, with this service by making Well, the thing is... Like, well, if, let's see when they, movie... when they ruin one. We'll, we'll talk. Oh, well, let's hang on. Home Alone was ruined wrong, ruined long before this. Home Alone, alright. Home Alone 1 is good. Yeah. Home Alone 2 is good. Home Alone 3, not bad. Not, I never saw it. Not, it's not terrible. I wouldn't, it's not good. I didn't see 4 or 5. I didn't but either. But 3, not bad. But like, well, and that's, I'm unfairly judging 4 and 5. Yeah, they might be masterpieces. That's full. Let's not get but ahead of ourselves. weren't they like direct to video though? Like, a lot of great movies. Mmm, or a lot of them. <laughs> Like, might one or two of them be? Sure. Were a lot of them? Yes. <laughs> I, I stand by it. Oh. oh, like what? Like, um... Oh, what the hell is the name of that? Well, I'd just like to point it's out that neither of you can really think of one right this minute, can you? Well, I was gonna well, go with the Scorpion King, like, 3, 4, and 5. Uh, we're all direct to video, so... There's that many of them? Yeah, there's at least three. I think The, the Rock was only in the one, right? I think they might have used stock footage of him in the second one. Fantastic. Uh, well, <laughs> I like... Just like they used stock footage of him in The Mummy 2. I, I like dumb B-action movies that are straight 
whatever now straight to digital. Yeah, I but guess. you wouldn't call them good movies, would you? Some of them. I feel like you're gonna have to give us one, and we'll have to. If do you're gonna keep telling us that there's good ones, you have to give uh, us at least one of them. All right. Well, okay. I will say the <laughs> WWE uh, production action movies are straight to digital. Pretty like the Marine. Pretty good. Eliminators. Pretty good. Eliminators is actually Eliminators. one of my favorite action movies. Eliminators is such a direct action movie. Robert Patrick. Let's see what kind of uh, what kind of. Okay, we're getting a four point seven out of ten on IMDb. That can't be great. Oof. The most recent Marine movie was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in cinema. Which one? Uh, so I'm gonna spoil the Marine Six here. I'm sorry. Oh no! How many are there? Six. Six. Brian, um, I don't want to just make assumptions. But you're wrong about this. What, that, <laughs> that these movies are good. <laughs> Eliminators is good. Eliminators. All right. All right. All right. What do we got here? Scott Atkins. Scott Atkins is a ma- He's the man. Stu I love him. Bennett. Um, so anyway, The Marine Six. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in cinema. So um, John Cena is the first Marine. I can't remember who plays the, uh, the Marine in the Marine 2. And then the Marine 3 is another new person. It's not recasting. It's just different characters. And then the Marine 4 is the same character. Is a new character. I'm sorry. And the Marine 5 is the same character. It was the first time they ever did that. And then the Marine 6 is the same character. So you start to like this character or so they want you to. That in the end of the movie, he sacrifices himself. For like the 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 mission, I guess. So he dies. I guess. Well, because <laughs> a lot of things still could have went wrong after he did what he did. Okay, got it. Um, so he this died. Reminds, this this reminds me of the whole Brian. I feel like we were talked about recently. Do, do you did you say do you watch uh, Always Sunny? Yes. Have you been watching the season? Um, I haven't watched the most recent episode, but okay. So, but that, neither did I. So, so you saw the episode with Thunder Gun, right? Yes. It's like the fifth. Thundergun, but now it's a reboot, <laughs> yeah. and they kill off Thundergun yep. for Son of Thundergun. And, and they just don't become... get it. <laughs> yeah. So the, this is what this is sounding like to me an well, awful lot. So they kill him off for an older person. Did you remember watch wrestling? Mm, like for like a year. Uh, so do you remember Shawn like Michaels? I know the name. Well, he was in it. He's older than this guy who also is a wrestler. And he dies so Shawn Michaels can live. Made no sense. Like the older guy lived. They never do shit like that. Did he literally pass the torch to him? No. <laughs> they literally passed. Oh my god. <laughs> um, so, but when the credits start, they show um, like all clips of the guy that died like through through the movies. Like kind of like the tribute they did for Paul Walker, but that was a real person that passed away. Mm-hmm. This was that kind of tribute <laughs> for oh a character. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been the best part of all the movies. It was so well done. Yeah, it made movies... me like I googled to make sure like the actor was okay. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to give us actually one movie. Eliminators. That would okay. All right, that's the one we have to watch. Uh, I'll I'll look into okay, a couple you, other ones. You, you can get back Ooh, to us, this is... but you're gonna have to prove to us a movie that was good, like good, a good movie that went straight to. Do TV. you guys both like action movies though? Yeah, why not? Uh, not as much as I used to, but I'll, I can enjoy an action movie I like John Wick. I used to watch a lot of Steven Seagal. Not proud of that. Yeah, you did. I still watch the new ones. Yeah. Like I've seen them. No, he's still making movies. You're still watching them? I, I, yeah, I, I've watched a lot of recent Guys, I think it's time to get out of here. Yeah, I gotta go. 
Yeah, probably. That's all for this week's episode of Flicks in the Six. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, if you have a movie for us to review or nuggets for us to discuss, you can send those requests to Flicks in the Six at SpinTune.com or tweet us at the SpinTune. Tune in next week for more movie and beer goodness. Until then, I'm Anthony Costanzo. I'm Al Bielsi. I'm Brian Rooney. Get the eyeballs. Yeah.